welcome back to the Carp Angler Chronicles podcast. Today we've got a very special guest for you now. I'm well aware that every episode that we have a guest on, I say it's a special one, um, but this really is a special guest. This topic that we're going to be covering today is something that I feel everyone needs to be up to date on. It's extremely serious for, for, for carp angling as we know it. Um, so today we have Joss Faulkner. Joss is a lifelong angler, former PAG board member. PAG is a Predation Action Group, for those of you that don't know. He's a fishery advisor for the UK Wild Otter Trust, and he is one of only five licensed live otter trappers, which basically means he has a license to trap a live otter. Um, nothing to do with snaring otters or anything nasty like that. So, Joss, welcome along to the podcast. Thank you, Sam. Thank you for the introduction. It's uh, it's probably a lot more than I deserve. Thank you very much. Not at all, chap. Not at all. I mean, this topic is very close to myself, to my heart and Pete's heart. Um, I mean, Cornwall got, as I'm sure you're aware, Joss, we had it bad yeah. quite a bit before a lot of the other parts of the country. Um, at least that that that's what we felt at the time. Perhaps you can correct me on that. But otter predation is no joke. It's something that you always kind of think will never really happen to you. But when it does, um, it, it, it really is a, a, a nasty blow. So this is uh, something that... Where as soon as we started this podcast, we said one day we want to do um we, we want we want to do something that covers otter predation because I think whilst a lot of people are clued up about it, there's a lot of people that aren't clued up about it, and perhaps they feel that uh, it won't happen. It, it's unlikely to happen on their lake, um, and in my opinion, uh, that that's that's a dangerous way to think. So anyway, before we before we dive into the juicy bits, something that we're bad at doing is introducing the tipple of the episode. We need to get better at that. Today, in fact, I'll let I'll let our guest go first. Joss, what what are you what are you drinking this evening, my man? Well, I've um, I've, I've typically got a, a nice uh, bottle of uh, Cab Sav, but also it's a shame we're not filming this actually because I've got a lovely glass of Cab Sav. But I've also got a lovely glass of Stella, um, really? just for your modern day carp anglers. They normally have twenty four cans when they go on a session. <laughs> You're <laughs> roughing it with us, yeah. That, that, that includes me as well on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> no, so my, my first one's a nice, nice glass of red. So cheers, chaps. Thank you for inviting. Very me. sophisticated. Very sophisticated. Pete, what are you drinking, mate? So I'm still on the lager feed, mate, as I have been for the last like, three or four episodes. But I've gone for a local one again tonight. Uh, so this one's actually brewed in my hometown of Bobmin. Uh, Good skills. That's it. It's a uh, Harbour Brewing Company, and it's a Cornish, I think it's pronounced Hell's Lager. Um, I've got to say, it's the first time I've had it, and it is very pleasant. Um, and when I've got a couple of bottles of these, and then I've also got a cause, dependent on how loose we get. That's actually far more sophisticated than your 24 cans of Stella, isn't it, sir? I'm known as Posh Pete, Joss. Good lad. Yeah, Good lad. Good lad. I like that. Beat, so. <laughs> Brilliant. I love it. So, Very on, nice. Well, what have you got, mate? Oh, I feel a bit basic now compared to you two. I've just got a couple of old speckle hens, which I There's think. There's nothing wrong with that. The old bit. Can't go wrong with her. Stood nah. the test of time, mate. Stood the test of time. Absolutely, mate. Good sort Good of lad. Yeah, yeah. I haven't heard of that. Um, I haven't heard of that beer, Pete. You have to send me a message on that one. I'm, yeah, I think well, I was quite up with the Cornish ones, but that's a new one for me. Is that new? 
not really, mate. No, they've been around a little while now. So they're okay. Harbour Brewing. I think they're originated over in Padstow, but I think as their operation grew, they've sort of um, been pushed out of, of Padstow into Bodmin for their brewing operations. Um, so it's been a sort of like a bit of a, a Cornish sort of cult lager, I think, yeah. for a little while. Oh, I'll have to get some next time I'm down. You must put. You must have to um, put a link up on your website. <laughs> we could all try some. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> maybe, maybe you could send us some, Pete. How about that? Maybe oh, I should I like get a job. Thing. I should get a job with Harbour Brewing. Make a sponsor as a brewer. <laughs> <laughs> mm. cool. Um. So. First off, I mean, how did you get involved with the Predation Action Group and obviously in these latter years, the UK Wild Otter Trust? Um, I was increasingly frustrated about the lack of information about predation, otters especially, because otters are only one part of it. You know, otters are the top of the tree. You've got to think yeah. about everything below it, but that's another subject. So. Yeah, cormorants. Exactly. Yeah, cormorants and goose anders and, you know, you, know, you can yeah. go on forever, you know, and crayfish and all the rest of it, you know. Um, but, but so otters are the top of the tree, so they, they obviously get a, a, a pretty bad a bad whacking because, you know, so the otters um, will take um, large um, breeding fish. <laughs> well... If there's nothing else for him to take, is a good one for you. And I've said this to loads of people over the, uh, over the years: is if uh, if you put into a human analogy, you've got a family to feed, haven't you? Same as I have. It's probably same as Pete. I've and probably quite a few people who are sitting, you know, will hopefully be listening to this. Is if you were on the breadline and you had to feed your two kids, you'd rob a bank, wouldn't you? Because I would. Yeah. I'd smash exactly. a fence. I'd smash a fence down to feed my kids. Yeah. So if you put that into an otter scenario, and all there is in that lake is thirty pound carp because you've took out the small change, well, it's your own fault. I'm sorry, it's your own fault. You need a balance, and that's the balance what angling has never um, or hasn't uh, hasn't sustained at the moment. But um, so how I got involved with the PAG, again, I, it was funny because typically on Facebook, you know, I was having a rant about otters and, you know, they're this, they're that, you know, they're the worst thing in the world because I didn't educate myself because I didn't bother to learn because I didn't want to listen because I was too frustrated. And I'll still stand by my word now is I don't blame a fishery angler today for getting frustrated and think, no one's going to help me, I'll sort it myself. The fact that the sort myself bit is legal is a different story. But I didn't do that. I just ranted a little bit like I normally do. Again, my bite's worse than my bite. And Rob used it, obviously, um, clocked a few bits and bobs. I said I was friends with Rob on there. And Rob said, you know, phone me up one evening, which is very kind of him. We had a discussion about otters and we had a discussion about the lake I, I, I run and um, how frustrated it was, this traditional fishery. Yeah, don't get me wrong. We, the, the, lake, the lake I run with, with a couple of other um, committee members and some fantastic members, they are the most wonderful people I've ever met. We're, we're a team of people. I happen to be the gob of it. Um, we, 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 we generate a couple of grand a year. Um, uh, a quarter of that goes to the landowner, 
and the rest of it goes to either insurance or it goes to every screw, every bulb we plant, every whatever is accounted for, goes back to like non-profit. It's fun. Well, it's supposed to be fun. So we, um, you know, when I was getting more and more frustrated, um, this chap called Dave Webb cropped up. And he was the UK Wild Otter Trust president or whatever he was at the time. I can't remember what his title was. And I thought, right, you're having it. You know, you're, you're I won't swear, but your otters are doing this. And not his otters, but you know what I'm saying. Um, so I said, he said, oh, do you know the otters? It could be this, it could be that. I said, I ain't being funny, mate. I said, it's got nothing to do with foxes or badgers or all the bullshit you want to talk about. These are otters. I ain't seen them, but I'm telling you, these fish were stocked in early 60s. They're now, um, I can't remember why they were, you know. So 60, early 60s, and they were touching 30 pounds, I think they were at the time. And I'd found 12 of the original 35 stock dead because I'm I'm obviously pissed off, and I? I'm, I'm angry. Absolutely. Because I'm, yeah. I'm frustrated, and these fish aren't. Um, no disrespect to any of your modern day fish breeders where you can buy them for X amount of pounds to replace them. I can't replace these fish. They've been. They're, 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 they're as old as I am. Yeah, proper car. And I can't protect them. And I'm. And I'm maxed out to the frustration. So I don't blame people for saying, well, I'll tell you what, I'll sort this out myself. If no one's going to help me, I'll sort that out myself. It's not right. It's not legal. But I, but I don't blame them. So Dave Dave got me on Facebook and said, I'll come up. I said, tell you what, mate, you come up. I love the challenge because I know I'm right. I'll never challenge anybody if I'm wrong because I'll say, fair enough, mate, I'll back off. I know where I'm wrong. Dave come all the way up from... Uh, I'll say Devon, but he'll probably bollock me because he's Cornwall because there's a border between you lot down there, isn't there? <laughs> that right, mate. Yeah, you tread carefully now. Oh, I have to tread very, very carefully. So he came all the way up and I didn't know him, so I thought, I know, you know, I've got, I've got quite a big house, something else, but I ain't having you stay in him. Sodja, find somewhere else to stay. <laughs> so he came up and... Um, one of the members was down there, and Dave's perception of car fishing was commercial. It was stock, a farmer's muddy pond with 50 million carp or, you know, C2, C3, C whatever, and catch loads of them and rip the hooks out and throw them back, and it's all glory and everything else. But so he came up, he came up, and, and the chap who was fishing down the lake, Pete Sturgis, lovely chap. He's not a member anymore, shame really, lovely chap. Um, he texted me, said, oh, Joss, I've got, I've got, I've got the big one. Now, bearing them on the big one was about £33 at the time. I said, Pete, keep it, keep it in the waistline. I'm, I'm, I'm literally 15 minutes away. Took Dave down the lake, walked over this beautiful crest of the hill. I've fished it since I was nine. I'm now 53. Park the car, walk over this uh, beautiful field, and he gets to the top of the, of the crest of the hill, and he looked down the lake, and I still think I'm nine. I still absolutely love the place like I have all my life. Dave said to me, he said, bloody hell, this is nice. I said, yeah, Dave, it's not full of wooden stages and, you know, keep nets and all the paraphernalia of 
modern day car fishing in that type of terms, you know, no disrespect again. Walked around the peak. I said, uh, bring the fish out. And it was, I can't remember what the fish was called now. It's dead now, actually. It, got, it died, actually. Um, not because he caught it, by the way. He died the following year. Um, yeah. Pulled it out, weighed it. It was, it, it, it was 30, I'll say 33, 34, late record at the time. And Dave said to me, I'll tell you what, Joss. He said, um, I now understand why you love fishing so much or carp fishing so much. I said, that's it. That fish is 50-odd years old, mate. I said, I, you know, I'm, I'm not being rude to commercial fisheries because they're money-making and it's the business. I totally understand that. Totally respect that. But this is a different... For me, it was a different level. It was a different angle on fishing is what I grew up with. Um, put it back, walked around the lake, and he said, yeah, there's a slide there, Josh. And I'm like, eh? Hey? Yeah, there's a slide there. Have you noticed that little push through there? What? I hadn't got a clue. He showed me more in, um, I think he stayed over in a local local pub to me. He showed me more in 48 hours than anybody could show me on Facebook in 20 years. Yeah. yeah. Fact. And from that day on, that was where my lake, or our lake, should I say, was um, in safe hands. Mm. So that's how I got involved with Yuko Ostra. So in terms of the PAG, um, I was on there for uh, two, three years. Um, I, again, no disrespect, but I had very different views you know, Tim, you know, Tim, Tim Paisley, you know, massive respect for the chap. Um, same with all the guys in the PAG. They, they're great blokes. And I still keep in touch with 90% of them. Um, but there was a few bits and bobs that I was uneasy with. There was a few bits and bobs that I, I wanted to put forward. And one of them was, and I don't mind saying this, uh, um, I don't mind you broadcasting either. We had to do a trapping license, but the only thing what would succeed in the trapping license, live trapping license, was from a wildlife group. And that wildlife group would be an otter group. And the only otter group that, which was um, uh, uh, which was there was the UK Trust. There's no other otter group there. So forget all the stuff you you might hear or oh, you can, you, you, well, this otter trust and that otter trust. They're all gone. There's only one. That's the UK otter trust. They're the forefront of otters in terms of their status, in terms of their um, rehabilitation. Um, there's no breeding program like there was with Philip Ware. Um, that was that's another story, but Dave was um, right, buddy. Sorry, my lads just come say good night to me. <laughs> I'm not, buddy. Um, he knows I talk loads anyway. So, um, <laughs> so but but Dave was the only person to take on board what we felt as angling as a threat, because if you think about from an otter perspective, if they didn't engage with us as anglers. I'm going to get myself 
or you're going to get yourself or whoever's listening to this, I'll tell you what, I'll shoot that, I'll trap that, bollocks to it, I'll sort it out myself. But what Dave wants to do and what I want to do and what um, Mark Walsenham, uh, again, really good friend of mine, Ashmeadar, as you well know, um, gets it. We get it. The fact that you have to work with people to move forward. Um, so if so if 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 an angling society or an angling uh, preservation or whatever you want to call it was to take on a uh, um, the journey of getting an ostracon license, what signal does that send out to wildlife people? Anglers stick hooks in fish. End of story. We put and we doesn't matter what doesn't matter what. Uh, um, yeah, anybody else says we know what we do with carp. They obviously um, sustain hooks in fish. They, you know, that they sustain that. They grow. They we we look after them. It's not just about the fish. It's about the environment. It's about everything else. About angling, but ultimately, from the non-fishing paternity, we stick we stick hooks in fish. Okay. So it don't look very good, does it? So, this, this this is the problem, isn't it? This is what we're up against. Um, we're fighting a, a bit of a muddied reputation and, and view of, from the general public, aren't we? Which oh, wow. is a shame because you know Sam and I know, and the same as Pete, and, and the same as all the people who are classed as real anglers. We're not about sticking up in fish. There's so much more to it about the whole preservation, about... I could waffle on for hours about this. Not, I don't want to bore people to death, but you know, from frogs, newts, kingfishers, coots, blah blah blah. But it just goes on. It's the whole thing. But if ultimately, if you're you're trying to preserve your target species, which is predominantly your specimen fish, because we notice they're missing, as I said before. Your big carp, your big barbel, your big pike, your your big tench. Um, the fact that carp um, predominantly have names, whereas you know most of your other species don't. You know, a ten pound bream is a ten pound bream in it. And let's face it, carp anglers look at a ten pound bream. Oh, it's a pain in the ass. Wouldn't want to catch that. If you caught that on a wagger and you were fourteen years old, you'd be the best angler oh, in the world. Absolutely. Yeah. That, absolutely. That, that, that's why that's where I, I, I struggle with angling as a whole. The fact that we we've got our target, we've got a love for one species. I love cruising carp. I love tench. I don't fish for them particularly. In actual fact, I got a nineteen. I got nine pound fifteen tench on a bloody chod rig and a three Ooh. and a half pound test curve, and I was pissed off. I caught gutted. it. Yeah, I was proper gutted. See, but but if you add the right tackle. That's fish of a lifetime, pretty much. Uh, mate, it's better than a fifty pound carp as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. 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 You can keep your fifty pound you can keep you can keep your fifty pound carp all day long. Give me a ten pound tench. Yeah. You, I, you... I had an eight seven. I had an oh, eight seven mate. on a little stalking rod and I oh mean, mate, top fishing. But still just a beautiful fish. I can't claim it, you know, what no. because I wasn't fishing for it. No, it's it? incredible, isn't it? Yeah, a thirty pound pike. You imagine catching thirty. I've never yeah. caught one. I've, I've caught them to mid twenties, but right. a, th- a thirty pound pike is monster. Yeah, you look on Facebook and every every. Oh, I have to choose my words very very carefully here, but 
Everybody's caught with forty pound bloody carp, aren't they? Ten a penny, aren't they? You can buy them, can't you? For Christ's yeah. sake, you know, thirty pound pike, browse rocking horse, aren't they? Anyway, we we sort of we we sort of divulge a, a little bit because I don't want to I don't want to sort of uh, uh, you know. I don't want to dis, dis, dis anybody's targets because we've all got different loves, but exactly, and and fishing is different to different yeah. people, you know. And, and totally that's, agree. That's beautiful. That that's that, that that's a great thing, you know. Yeah, that really uh, uh, and that's about the diversity, isn't it? About everything yeah. in life, you know, appreciating someone else's goals, which you've got to appreciate. Non-angling paternity, they mm. see the otter as native which they are. They see them as cuddly, which they are. Well, no, actually, no, they're cuddly because they bollock, bollocks, bollocks. Um, they're not, or a fish. <laughs> oh, man, I'll tell you, you know. Um, so you look at the otter. If you put a picture of an otter on Facebook and a picture of a carp, who's yeah. going to win? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No yeah. contest. The otter's going to win all day. Yeah. But what, I, what I'm very, very proud of with people like Mark Walsingham, people like Dave, people like there's a couple of lads off the Angling Trust who are licensed horse trappers, they get it. And if you get it, you will make a difference. If you don't get it and you're, you're left or you're right, you're always going to be fighting. It's, it, it's, it's just simple. If, you're gonna, if you say, oh, uh, you know, my bait's better than yours, um, and... Because you know, I've caught caught more than you, then you say, "Well, actually, you you, you caught more than me, but mine's better for my for for, for, for the fish because the nutritional and all this shit bait people talk about." Um, at the end of the day, you've got to meet in the middle to benefit the both, mm. and that's what I find quite sad. What what people don't do. Yeah, yeah. So I joined the PAG. I really enjoyed my my time in the PAG. I disagreed with a lot of things they were doing at the time. And when the license came to fruition, Natural England, uh, we were told, um, loads of my fishery, fishery manager friends said, you'll never do this, Joss. It wasn't about me. It was about the UK World Trust, but uh, the license, you would say. You will never get a license to trap myself. I said, yeah, we will, because we're doing it the right way because we're not coming from a fishing perspective. We're coming from an otter perspective to protect fisheries. Mm. Now, I've also said this quite openly when I film for various companies. Um, trapping an otter isn't the answer. Fact. It's an insurance policy. So when you, when you apply for a license for the CL35, 36, sorry, um, you have to have a license to trap otter within a fence line. So if you haven't got a fence, there's no point trapping otter because you'll trap it and then you'll release it down the road. It'll be back 10 minutes later. Yeah. So you have to have a fence line. So again, I've said this a million times and I've been, I've been bugged about this. Uh, well, it's not the answer. All you're doing is you're trapping otter. You're moving it somewhere else. No, 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 no. When you fence a water, you're doing exactly the same. So there's three waters in a very close proximity. I can fence. You can't. Pete can't. I've fenced my water. I've moved my otter to you and Pete, haven't I? 
So it's, yeah. no diff- it's absolutely no different. And that's a massive barnyard with PAG over this because they, they, they wanted, and with total respect to them, and I mean this honestly, total respect to them, they wanted to own, we've got the license, we're trappers, we're this, we're that, total respect to them. I get it from a carp fishing point of view. But unless you join forces with your opposition, nobody's going to benefit. Mm. End of story. Yeah, absolutely. And and a little bit later, I want to get into the whole ramifications of putting our pot offences. Obviously, it's essential, essential that it's done. Um, and I would urge any fishery owner, you know, for, for what my word is worth to do that. But I think there's ramifications of that. And I'd like to get on to that. Yeah, in a little totally while. agree. But before we get on to that, I mean, obviously, you, you, you had a bit of a, a touch of fate. I mean, perfect timing for uh, for the 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 chairman of the UK Wild Otter Trust to be down there when that obviously very special carp, special old, irreplaceable carp yeah. in, many, in many aspects was caught. I mean, such fantastic timing. Obviously, you were suffering with predation then. So anyone that's perhaps suffering with predation now or, or perhaps they're worried about suffering with predation now, how would they tell if they have an otter on their water? Now, I'll, I'll just give my little two penneth and then obviously Joss is the expert here, not myself. I think there's probably, tell me if I'm wrong, Joss, but I think there's probably very, very few lakes that haven't seen an otter at one point or another. Is that a fair comment or not, Joss? Uh, that's a very, very fair comment depending on the area you're in. Yeah. So the, the so what does that say? It says you need to know if there's an otter on your water, I would say. So for yeah. those people that aren't perhaps, um, you know, well-versed in, in spotting the, the different signs, how would you tell them to go about checking if an otter is on their water? And by the way, I should have said this before, um, otter predation is rife in the winter. So we're coming right up to that time. So now is the time to be alert if you're if your water doesn't have an otter fence. So Joss, how would how would people go about discovering if there is predation happening on their water? That's a brilliant, brilliant starting point because um you'll hear very, very conflicting stories about what is and what can be and what you tend to see or read on um all the Facebook experts who confess to know everything but actually probably don't deal with it. So if I may talk about my own personal experience, okay? Mm-hmm. So um, I didn't want to get involved with otters. I had no interest in otters. Um, as far as I'm concerned, they was up in Scotland and, you know, you'd never see them in my lake. I'm in, I'm in the Midlands, you know, we're nowhere near a, a river or a canal particularly, uh, certainly no nearer the sea. And the lake I um, happened to uh, run along with some brilliantly um, dedicated other people, it's a tiny little lake, it's two and a half, three acres, dug out in the 1800s. Um, I've wrote about it in Carp Talk, sorry, Carp World a couple of times. Um, I've been very vocal about it, but this is the reason I took on my interest in, in otters. So this little lake was stocked in, I think, the, the earliest records I've got is early to mid-60s with, I think it was 75 carp at the time without looking. I've got, I've got the paperwork in front of me, but it was, it was a typical sort of like 
uh, red line lily pad traditional fishery. If mm. you see um, more than two bivvies, you'd almost frown and think, what the hell's going on here? Bloody carp anglers, you know. Um, and I fished it from the age of nine. I'm 53 now, I, 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 I dread to say. Um, and I've fished it since I was nine years old, when I, I very first caught my very first fish, which was a little tiny perch on a six-foot green um, walrus rod with a red reel. It's quite embarrassing, really. But, um, and I've fished it all my life. Um, and I was lucky enough to, um, I'll say, take over. Um, I wouldn't say take over, but have a massively, um, a massive impact on on the way it was run. Um, it was quite run down because the the pleasure anglers had disappeared, and that was due to cormorant predation, um, the roach and the rudd and the tench and the crusions, with a very few scattering the carp what were in there to, I don't know, 16, 17, 18 pound, I guess they were at the time. Um, as soon as the match anglers, which was every fortnight in the summer, um, disappeared, it almost went to ruin. And this little sort of tiny little lake, which you dream of fishing or dream of being involved with, you're never going to break any records. You're never going to catch a, a 50 pounder or a 40 pounder from there, um, was going to ruin. And I just felt really sorry for it, if that makes sense. I, I, I fished all this time and it was so neglected. So I got involved with it. So got, I've got a big mouth and I like to shower a lot. And I bark more than a bite, if that makes sense. Took the lake over, decided to start change things, drag trees out, build swims, new gates, plant a few trees, make it look pretty, you know, that sort of thing. And I started noticing some fish, which is very, very unusual because they're old fish. They were stocked in the mid-60s again. And this was, I can't remember, it was five, six, seven, eight, probably eight years ago now. The odd fish cropping up dead. And I'm thinking... Oh, that's strange. I've never seen that. And it was there was one fish particular. It was a complete leather. You know, you know when you get those those really old leathers, not very big. I think it was about twenty pound, nineteen, twenty pound. But you know when they get sort of that old, they get sort of sandpapery, mm. very dark, very sandpaper. And I noticed it's been dragged up on the bank. I thought, yeah, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's just dull natural causes because they were stocked that early and it's popped up and. Rats have had a go, and I I hadn't got a clue. I'll, I'll be honest with you, I hadn't got a clue. Three or four weeks later, another one cropped up. That's a bit unusual. I ain't quite sure about this. Then spring turned up. So we'd lost two fish, and spring turned up, and then it sort of, as typically, it sort of disappears, and, you know, frogs come into your water to to to, to, to to spawn and the coops dart and all the birds' activity sort of crop up and then it alleviates itself. So everything comes on normal. Following winter, two more fish died within two or three weeks, then four, then six. I think, hang on, something's not right here. This just isn't right. So I decided to set a, a set of trail cameras up just, just to see what was going on because I was baffled. And um, these trail cameras I had at the time, which was a complete pain in the backside, sent a signal to my mobile phone. Someone's kicked off. Someone's triggered it off. I popped on a lake. And I remember one evening, it was 
I can't remember. It might be half past two. It might be half past three. It might be half past four in the morning. Phone pinged. Wife turns over and sighs, and you, what the bloody hell's going on? Shot down the lake, and I went down the lake with. Uh, I got two labs, but one of the, one black lab at a time. Walked over the lake, and this black lab I've got, she's 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 fantastic, and she stays by my side religiously. But this time she shot across the lake, across the field to the lake, and um, there was a twenty-three pound common, uh, still alive, bleeding. Classic V in the, you know, in 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 the throat area. Dog had obviously scared the otter away, and I thought, what the bloody hell? And it did, and and that that part of it hadn't been caught in the camera. I think it was just something else what scattered around. So over the period of time, I started to put more cameras out and find them up. But pre the cameras. So what, sorry, Sam, so to, to go back to what you said, how do you know that an otter's on your water without actually seeing otter? If your water is um, very rich in mussels, classic, otters love mussels. They're a massive food source in my lake, or our lake, you will say. They're very big. They're hundreds of years old. Size of a dinner plate. And all of a sudden, you'll see... Otter shell, sorry, um, shells scattered around. Think, what the bloody hell is having these? It can't be a, it can't be a fox. It, it can't be, a, a, you know, a heron. What the hell is having these? But unless you put your cameras out, you wouldn't see these. And then, and then you'll see. So they're they're a massive indicator. Muscle shells, huge indicator. You'll see them before we see anything. Easy food source. They haven't got a chase around for them. Otters don't have to spend a lot of energy chasing fish around, which is why in the summer you don't see so much activity because the fish are active and it takes more time for them to chase and catch. Exactly the same as we do. want to pop at the shop. You want to buy your chicken or burger or whatever it is then you want to walk home you don't want to be legging around the countryside with a fucking bow and arrow excuse my french you want to go to the shop don't you mm. nice and easy pick your food up give someone a couple of quid come back cook it job done exactly salmon otter they don't want to waste their time and their energy chasing food sources so you're all you're all your muscle shells are a massive uh uh, food source for them to dig around. Otters love digging around in shallow waters. They don't be diving down 16 feet. They don't dive and hold their breath as long as many people think they do. You'll see, you know, the experts on Facebook saying about they'll dive down 100 metres and they'll be diving down for hours on end. But they don't do that. That's not what they do. They like shallow water. They like grubbing around in shallow water, turning stones over, you know, hunting for food. Um, so mussel shells, if you have mussels in your water, they're a brilliant indicator as an early sign. Springtime, otters love frogs. And again, I talk from experience. And I've got loads of photos. And if you want to use them, any of my material, if you want to use them on your um, Instagram or you want to use them on your YouTube, I'm happy to send you all the evidence I've got because I don't want to give, yeah. I don't want to give people false evidence. I can only give the evidence I've actually gathered myself. So I'm not going to try and source evidence from a different place and 
try and big myself up or pretend I'm an expert because I don't think there's any experts. We're learning all the time. So you got your you got your muscle shells, slide marks, hugely hugely important. If you can if if you walk around your lake every day, you will notice things that are out of kilter, hundred mm. percent. So sorry to to interject there. You, no, go for it. I waffle loads. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's only because I know this question will be coming up in in listeners' heads right now. So, um, a, I, you said a a push through, a slip through. Yeah, a slide. This is just a slide. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, how would you distinguish that? And and by the way, I want to just give a little mention to Adam Roots, um, who is is big on otter predation in in Cornwall. Yeah, um, we did some things many many years, probably fifteen years ago. He, yeah, he would call them uh, push throughs. I think it's the same thing. So, how would you same thing? Yeah, how would you distinguish a slide or a push through or what have you <clears throat> between an otter's slide and say a, a swan or um a coot or something like that is there okay any so so coot, coots don't slide so eradicate that straight away they jump okay. tend to um uh, if you look at the width of a slide or a or whichever whichever way you want to call it yep. if you think about the size of a swan it's probably half again of an otter. Yeah, yeah. So what you're looking for is a consistent slide, not the odd flattened down grass. You, otters, uh, like many creatures, are creatures of habit. Otters spend most of their time asleep in the day, is what they call a couch. So a bit like me and you, we'll go to work, we'll come back and we'll have a, we'll have a lay on the setting, we'll have a glass of wine and talk shit on Facebook all day. All evening, shall we? Because that's our little resting period, isn't it? So otters primarily, and I'll get shot for this, primarily are nocturnal feeders. That's not, that's not, please don't, because someone's going to pull me up and say, well, yeah. they're, they're diurnal, they, they feed night and day. Primarily, they are night feeders. Okay, not always the case. But that's primarily, they're not, they're night feeders. So they'll sleep in the day. Okay, they'll they'll generally tuck themselves away. Again, if I can if I can relate that back to um, my own experience before I fenced, and I spent eighteen months investigating to the landowner to prove that we'd got otters on our water. I'd never seen an otter on there, but I bloody well knew for where they were there. So it was up to me to say to the landowner, "Look, mate, we're in the shit here. I need to put a fence up." And he's saying, no, 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 otters are only in Scotland. We'll never see them around here. You will never see an otter walking around your around anywhere with an obvious jacket, a flask, and a bloody packet of sandwiches. If you're a fisherman, you'll see far more otters than an otter spotter. End of story. Because we're out there all the time, and especially at night. So just before I just before I started to um I got most of the evidence, but I haven't presented it. And Actually, it was my brother, actually, Andy. Um, we'd, we'd set up a section of fence of what it was going to look like to, to say to the owner, this is what it looked like. It's not too draconian. It doesn't look like a zoo. That's what it's going to look like. And I walked down the bank, and there's a big, nice sort of reed bed, you know, um, and uh, I just heard a splash in the margin. I thought, oh, must be a pike. This was early spring. And I just saw a massive row of bubbles, the whole width of the lake. I said the whole width of the lake. It's not that big. It's 
four yards at maximum, I suppose, one end. Trail of, trail of bubbles, where the otters dive down and it doesn't swim mid-water, it's scampering across the bottom of its claws, just kicking all the, kicking the bubbles up. And I thought, what the hell is that? Didn't see anything on the far, far margin, so I couldn't tell what it was. I thought, bloody hell, we've pissed a pike or a carp off, or... Because I didn't know. And again, the education side of things, I just put it down to, we've upset a fish in the margins. But it was the otter. Had I known what I know now, I could have tracked where that otter had come from, from its couch. And the couch is basically, it's a little safe haven, somewhere where it's warm, dry, a little bit of sun, feels comfortable. So that's another thing, to look for a slide. It's constantly used. It's flattened. You could, If you could imagine an otter doesn't... Um, use its front legs and its back legs, back legs to propel itself. It doesn't dive into the water, puts its back leg, front legs on the margin, slides down. So you get a flattened area. Mm. And again, I can, I can send you some photos of exactly what they are because I've got them. I've got those photos yeah. Yeah. as evidence, you know, if, if that makes sense. So yeah, that's, yeah. It's it's something that, that unfortunately you see a lot of. Once you, you get your eyes, you know, kind of cued into it, um, it's it's quite a common sight, particularly in in the winter months. Yeah. Um. So this is new to me. You're saying that that slide or push through or whatever you'd call yeah. it, depending on where you're from, probably. Are you saying that is usually very near to their couch, their very, their den. They're, they're halt, isn't it? You'd call otter halt. No, no, a, a, an otter halt is is uh, something completely different. A right. halt is a halt is where they'd rear their young. Um, yeah, um, but a couch is basic. You go to bed in your bedroom. Yeah, you make your kids there. Unless you're a pervert, you go on the stairs. Good skills. <laughs> okay, so if you put, if you put, if you put this analogy, so so you go to bed. That's generally where you where you have your proper sleep and yeah. you have your lovely uh, mating activities. Um, I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, try, I'm trying to be I'm trying to be non rude here, but yeah, you but, can um, say what you want. This is no, I'm trying not to. But my wife said behave. Podcast, <laughs> you say what you need to, mate. It's fine. I'm trying. I'm trying. To be, I'm trying to put analogies what don't make me look like an idiot. But um, so okay, so your couch is where you have a you have a chill out. Got it. So yeah. so so you've you've been running around like a like a blue ass fly at work all day, and you come back and think, oh, I'll tell you what, I'll have a little chill out. I watch Sky Sports yeah. or I'll watch whatever. And I'll have a glass of wine. I'll have a little nod away. So that's that's your couch. So your halt is where your otter would primarily mate and rear the young as very, very young juveniles. Okay? So um, your halts are very different. I'm glad you mentioned that because you get a lot of um, chatter on wonderful social media about halts and, oh, the environment agency are doing these halts. They're so awful. They're they're encouraging otters. Statistically, um, uh, man-made halts do not work. They are not successful, despite the publicity they get from Countryfile and those type of people. They're more of a publicity stunt than our success. Fact. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So whenever you say, oh, you know, I said the Environment Agency have put a, have put, put a halt or so-and-so's put a halt in there, generally this is a load of crap. They, they, they don't work. They don't work. They're just a publicity stunt nine times out of ten. Okay. So the other thing, sorry. So the other thing about if you look at uh, if you look at uh, otter predation without seeing a dead fish, depending on your stocking levels. So again, if you've got a very 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 low stock of of what we perceive to be uh, our, our goal carp and all the rest of it, carp are notoriously slow in the winter, easy targets. Um, if you've got a very, very healthy stock of, um, I don't know, just, just 20 carp in, say, I don't know, five acres, 10,000 roach. If you lost 2,000 roach, would you notice? Probably not. You lose one of your prized carp, which you've been stocked in X, and it's it's got a name. It's called, uh, 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 I don't know, call it what you like. Everyone's got a split tail. Split tail turns up, doesn't it, on the bank? Fucking world's ending, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So that one carp, everybody noticed, 2,000 roach, who gives a shit? Yeah, yeah. So the prop, the the, 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 the reason carp or specimen, I won't label carp because I'm one of them, um, hasten to add, um, the reason we get so emotive about it because we've grown up with those fish and every you've got target fishing names and all the soppy stuff around carp and I'll get shot for that as well. Um, a 2,000 tench die or 2,000 roach or bream, it's a celebration. No, it don't matter any bream, ain't they? Exactly. Well, I, well, I ain't being fun. I ain't being funny, mate. You know, a 20-pound bream is more, more than your 50-pound carp. Exactly. Mm. Or... Yeah, so I, I do get a little bit frustrated about you know otters are the demise of carp fishing. Well, actually, they're not. To be fair, it's how we've manufactured our carp fishing, or or you know, let's get rid of all the all, all, all the roach in our in our lake because the carp will grow bigger. Well, that's great for the carp angler, but you take your roach out and you've got twenty carp and no other feed. Don't blame the otter. Blame yourself. Exactly, exactly, and and that would lead. If on... I could just summarise, Sam, just to just to yeah. just to sort of clarify any points, because I'm very good at waffling, as you probably as you probably know. I that's what know. makes me. That's what makes me a good trainer, by the way. I waffle loads of shit. <laughs> but in terms of oxidation without seeing them, so okay, so. I've visited so many waters over the years. An otter can take a fish and it can drag it three, four hundred yards away. You wouldn't even know it's gone. Yeah. So yeah. one of the first things you will notice is catch rates drop. Fact. So mm. you've seen no slide marks. You've seen no scales. You've seen no um, muscle shells, depending on the time of year. Um, but all of a sudden... It's fishing really, there's, there's, there's 10 fish out this week, 10 fish that way, 10 fish the week before. All of a sudden, fuck it, it's got to be quiet. No one's catching anything. Conditions are much the same, blah, 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 blah. No one's catching anything. That's a very good sign. They're being chased around, cup pissed off, they're hiding, they're not feeding. That's a very good sign. Don't yeah. be a, don't be alarmed by that, though, but that's just one, that's just one part of the jigsaw. Muscles slides 
um, uh, uh, dead coots, especially in spring. Mm. Male, male otters, dog otters love coots. Mm. Mad for them. Absolutely mad for them. Turn, turn, they, they, they skip their attention from fish because fish get a bit attacked, uh, active. Otters um, then go to the next easy target and coots or wildlife or birds are more, um, uh, they're, they're more interested in mating and breeding. So the otters come and have them because they're an easy target. Yeah. So yeah. you got to, you got to, th- if you think about the seasons and what wildlife is available as a food source, then you're more in tune with the otter or predation, as you would say. Mm-hmm. What about spraint, Josh? Um, otter crap. Oh, I'll tell you what, mate. I'll tell you, what, I am useless at this. Okay. <laughs> I, I am. I, the amount of times I have sent. I've sent Dave Webb, what's this? What's this shit? And he'll, and he'll come back to me and say, no, no, that's this, that's that. Okay, so <laughs> I, I, I'm not very good at that. And I'll tell you what else confuses me, which I'm, I'm all right at now, but footprints. So if we cover your sprints first and foremost, otter sprints tend to be dependent on what they eat at the time of the year, but they tend to be quite... Um, What's the word? Um, floral, fishy floral. Does that make sense? No, it wouldn't make Real sense. Real distinct smell, isn't there? Once you smelt it, it is. It's very distinct. Just it's quite. It, I'd say violet. You say so. I'd say more violety, but that might be my nose. It's it's more of a strong fishy violety vile smell. Um, that they, they, they again I, I, I'm quite happy to send some photos of different types of sprains. But you'll also get the more um glandular um type of sprains where it's um I can't think of the consensus really. It's it's like a jelly type bovrily sort of looking uh capsule if that makes sense. Like mucusy, isn't it? Yeah, it is very, very mucusy. That's more of a marker. Now the markers in terms of in terms of sprints don't last as long as you think they do so what they'll tend to do otters in in, in fact and if you think about your signs without seeing seeing a dead fish is they love they love um um uh, sprinting on higher flatter areas so one of the things i've done at my lake was to make those higher flatter areas so I'd, I wouldn't make a platform because I bloody hate platforms. They drive me insane. I'd rather fish in two foot of mud than a bloody platform. Um, saw a tree down. Just, just you know, one of your self-seeder holders or something. Saw it down, dead flat. Two or three of them together. They'll soon clock onto that because you know, they like that because they want to they mark their area so that sprain smell can carry yeah. off to another otter so he doesn't smell it. Just think, I'm here, bugger off. Rocks as well, stones, big yeah, big rocks, rocks. And flat. They they, they 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 love flat areas, slightly high. Um, yeah, any any bank with sort of roots or um, yeah, a lot of the times where birds have been very very active, they've flattened down certain of areas on higher grounds that they're quite happy to sprain there. But where they sprain, 
is normally very, very different to where they're, people say, kill platforms. I don't particularly like that phrase personally, but um, we use that that term. And Ottawa tend to feed or, 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 or attack a, a fish of whatever species and then drag it to a, a certain platform in inverted commas to, yeah. to feed upon. That's interesting, isn't it? Because, I mean... Unfortunately, I found many a fish, uh, many a carp dead on the bank when I was back in Cornwall. Not not mm. since I've been up here. Um, and, and they're kind of scattered around. But then every now and then there is a bit of a common theme, like it's a certain area of an island. And you think, well, is that where they just want to eat the fish? Or is that just where the fish happen to be? And that's where they drag. I, I, maybe both come into play. But do you have any further insight on that? Do they have favoured er- uh, sorry, favoured areas to actually eat their prey or not? From, from, from my own experience on the lake, which I run, um, I found three areas which they would commonly feed on. So one of the interesting things I found over the period of probably three, four, may even be five years without looking at notes, to be honest with you, mate, um, a few of the lads, lot, 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 lot typical anglers, we'd... we'd um, We'd have our little pre-baiting area, wouldn't we? So we keep it secret. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm pre-baiting the bench. I'm pre-baiting peg nineteen. I'm pre-baiting the fallen tree, or whatever it is. All of a sudden, I never forget one chap. Um, I texted him. Said, "Any good last night, mate?" He said, "No, no, no, no." I said, "They're already around the lake." I didn't crash in. This is January. I didn't crash in. Think crashing in January. It was, it was typically January weather. It wasn't frozen. It wasn't, you know, 15 degrees. It was typically cold. I think, crashed in January. So I popped down the following morning after it, after it disappeared, and there you go. 21-pound lever. Dead. Mm. They weren't crashing. But it was funny because what I've found, and I'm only talking personally because some, somebody who's listened to this or somebody on Facebook will say, no, you're talking shit, Joss, which is fine. I, I, you know, I could I can only talk about my own experiences. So where people would bait, and bearing in mind my lake is is not fished very often. If we get one angry week, we're lucky or unlucky if you fish if you, you're a fish. Um you bait certain and we all got a little baiting spots, haven't we? We just a little secret bit and everything else. Where we bait, fish come. Fish come, be it big, small, medium or large. The otter won't be far away. So what? So, so when when we when we'd figured out where people are baited, and I've done this, I didn't do this openly. I was asking, you know, don't tell me if you don't want it, mate. But what, are you baiting up this bench area? Well, yeah, I've been baiting for about four or five weeks. No, don't tell anybody. No, 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 no. I'm, and I'm not knocking him for that. It's absolutely fine. But I'm just really interested on you bait something. Fish are going to come. Where the fish are, predators not going to be far behind. Simple. It's just simple maths as far as I'm concerned. You know, if you didn't bait that, the fish wouldn't be there. So there'd be someone else. But what otters tend to do, and I, and again, I'm going to repeat myself a million times, I'm going to bore you to death with this, is it's based on my experiences. And I've visited so many waters under the UK Water Trust Fisheries bit 
for 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 quite a few quite a few years now. So I'm not just talking about my like. I'm talking about other likes. I can't mention. I won't either. Is the areas that the fish tend to be dragged up upon, so that an otter will kill. Well, they won't even kill them. They won't kill them in the water. They'll 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 suppress them almost, and then they'll drag them to somewhere very convenient to then feed upon. But a lot of the times where they've dragged them to their convenient spot to finish the job or to feed upon, whichever way you want to put it, is if you disturb them, which I have done quite a few times, your otter's then done a quick runner because your dog's there or your whatever, you, however you disturb her, the fish is still alive and it's still ble- bleeding from, 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 from the classic V just beyond the gills. And from an angling point of view, doesn't matter if you're a, a roach fisherman or a barber fisherman or a bloody tarpon fisherman, to see something that you've grown up with from mm. two pounds to 20, 30, 40, whatever pound you want to label a fish with, is quite upsetting. And I've got a video, actually, on my... And I won't share this, actually, because I'll swear on it. I've got a video of a my, my, uh, my, my lad George. He's, I think he was six or seven at the time. I'd walked down. It was early spring. And and I found a, a common... I don't know. I can't, I can't remember where he is. Right, look, it's 12, 13, 14 pounds, whatever it was. Um, and it was still alive. And it was still... It was still moving. You could see the classic V um, mark. There was marks in its fins, and it was marks in its tail where the otter had slowed it down. And um, I had to knock it on the head, and that really hurt me because mm. my lab was there more than it, it did killing. I mean, you know, you know what I do for a living. Yeah. You know, um, uh, I, I'm a trained animal welfare officer, and. Um, I've spent all my life um, in the meat trade, dispatching quite a few different species. But to but to do that for no purpose is quite heartfelt. As stupid as that sounds. Yeah. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. Get it. And a lot of these carp. <clears throat> I mean, I say that I, I said earlier they're irreplaceable. That's a bit silly, I guess, but. It's not, mate. I, 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 I disagree. If you've mm. got, you know, I'm sorry to butt in, but no. if you've got a, if you've got a farmer's muddy pond, which is what you otter people think. Sorry, I, 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 I'm not being disrespectful, but non-fishing paternity, sea carp angling that's commercial. Don't worry about it. You bought 200 carp, 50 of them dead. Buy some more. They're commodity, aren't they? Mm. You're only you're you you're only buying these these fish to stick hooks in, so you can charge twenty quid a day. So don't worry about it. All the media around carp fishing these days, again, my favourite word is no disrespect, because we're all different people. But ultimately, if you look at fishing from a non-fishing perspective, well, we stick hooks in fish for money, but it be it tackle, be it bait, be it whatever. You know, and I'll get shot for saying this, but it's true. If you're a non-angler, we're not very pretty, particularly. No. So, but to to, to try and say to the to, to say to your non your non-angling paternity, I ain't being funny, mate. But I ain't got nothing to do. I, I don't even fish the bloody lake I run or help run. 
I ain't fished it. I fish it two or three times a year if I'm if I'm lucky or unlucky, whichever way I put it. And if I catch, I don't give a shit. I'm more interested in um, kingfisher landing my rod. I'm more interested in bloody hell. I tell you what, I was down there the other day and um, quite weedy down there. I thought, oh, I'll tell you what, can't see any carp. Actually, I can't be asked to cast out in actual fact, so I'm not really bothered about it anymore. Um, I'll do a bit of re-ragging, re-dragging. I'm dragging some weed out, and, I, and when I'm dragging a load of weed out near the, the bench end as he comes, and we'll be talking about that, I've got, I've I, I managed to drag out two, two, two or three tench, about four or five inches, which we've not had in six years before that fence went up. Oh, amazing. So I was more interested, as yeah. daft as this sound, because we could all buy, oh, fucking, I'll tell you what, I ain't being funny. Uh, we've got a big budget. We'll buy 2020, we'll, we'll buy 20C4s. That's not do. right, though, is it? There's something that it, it the, the magic is rapidly diluted with that. Those tench, those little tiny four or five inch tench meant more to me mm. than some C4, C5, C whatever you want to call them these days. I ain't bothered about that anymore. I've, mm. I've caught, you know, again, without saying disrespectful, I've caught hundreds and hundreds of car from one pound to 84 pound in my life. I ain't interested anymore. Yeah. I'm more interested in what's going on underneath that 20, 30, 40 pounder, because that's a more of an indicator of what we're doing as anglers yeah. than your top line 30, 40, whatever pound fish. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree with you, mate. I, I, I was going along the lines of on paper, you, you can replace fit. You could buy fish from, you know, Simon Scott, whoever it is, grow them on. Top blokes. Absolutely. Viv shares. different about a carp that's like, you know, 40 years as old as, as you are, or, or, you know, maybe not you, Joss, I know you're cracking on, mate. But, 53, mate. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not offended, it's, mate. It's an old you. carp, and it's, it's just, a, it's a bit of carp angling history, and those fish are still about, how do you replace that? You, 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 can't. you can't, mate. You, you can't. can't. You can't replace them, mate. No. You know, it's get, again, those fish, while, you know, the leathery, um, yeah. Twenties, uh, what it was stocked in whenever they were stocked in early sixties, or grey slate and or sandpapery, you know, yeah. Give 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 me one of them over a bloody, yeah. I don't know, one you can buy tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. but that's but again, no disrespect to the people who supply the fish. I, I know Viv, Viv and Simon. I know Viv more. Um, Brilliant people, front fish, fantastic people. They, they do a brilliant service. Yeah. And they also replace what those otters have taken. Yeah. And someone's got to do it. They they need those fish need to come from somewhere, don't they? And in so, terms of in terms of bloodline, if we didn't have people like that, well yeah. where would we be? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, where would we be? You know, so it's so yeah. So 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 to bring it back around, um, Obviously, we, we, we've, we've found out how we can tell if there are otters on our water, potentially. Um, and as we said, they, they're, they're on many more waters than they're not. The, the chances are, if you fish a lake that, that's got fish in, obviously, you won't be fishing it otherwise, it's going to have had an otter there at some point. Yeah. Um, so let's say a fishery owner knows that there's an otter frequenting their lake. 
they can't. I mean, the, the the fence is the only way to keep them out. It's plain and simple. Correct me if I'm wrong. If they cannot afford a fence, what I mean, what the hell do you say to that to that poor fishery owner? What advice would you give them? Oh, mate, it's, it's, this is one of the subjects which um, it, it, it frustrates me as much as it breaks my heart. Again, I'll use the lake I help run, or I'll run, whichever way you want to put it. We generate um, two, I, don't know, I, can't, I can't think what it was, but, but it's about 2,750 quid a year, okay? So out of that, I've got to pay, well, the club has got to pay 500 quid for rent, we've got to pay insurance, which I think is off the top of me at 375, doesn't leave you with a great deal. Now, I had a quote, and, I'm, and again, I'm not going to know who it was. It's two and a half, I think it's two and, a, two and a half acres the lake is, which sits in about three and a half acres of, of what you would call fence perimeter. So three and a half acres of fence perimeter. This um, quite a well-known fencing company, um, no disrespect again, my favourite words, um, wanted about 16 grand. I haven't got the quote in front of me, but it's about 16 grand. And I'm thinking, God, Bennett, where the hell are we going to get 16 and a half grand? We've got 10 pence in the bloody club. We've got, we've got no, you know, no, I, I can't put all of a sudden go from 100 quid a year to, right, lads, uh, we need our fence, so we're going to have to stick it up by a million percent, so you've got to pay 400 quid. Hang on a minute, Josh. You've, you, you, how can you put that much? You've, we've lost 16 fish or whatever it was, 12 fish, sorry. Um, how can you just afford put that? Well, it's for the future, lads. Who's going to sustain that? Who's going to listen to that unless you're really, really into it? So we couldn't pay 16 grand. So I thought, well, we'll have to do it ourselves then, won't we? So luckily, we have got a, as I probably mentioned before, we've got a very, very committed bunch of lads down there who I love dearly, who I've got very, very close with just purely because they get it, because they understand what we want to achieve not because of I'm paying X amount to Fisher Lake and I'm going to get this tomorrow. I'm almost investing in hopefully what we're going to achieve as a team of people. So we costed it out. Yes, we've made some horrendous mistakes on fencing, um, which I've been very vocal about and I've wrote about in, in, in Cartworld. Um, and our current fence in three and a half acres of perimeter, I think I costed it 4,125 quid, I think I was. <clears throat> Which, granted, we've done all the work ourselves. Granted, we sourced it ourselves. Granted, we had some mistakes. Granted, we um, had to learn. Um, but Dave Webb, again, He's going to love me for singing his praises. I wish I didn't have to, but I'm going to. Um, <laughs> I know he's, he's a he's a proper. Uh, I won't I won't say what he is. He's a great bloke, but he pisses me right off. He does because he knows full well he's right half the time on the otters, and um, he helped us design the, the fence. No fence is 
100%. And far too many people think, I've got a fence. I'm all right now, Jack. Doesn't work like that. I promise you, it doesn't work like that. The amount of fisheries I have visited, um, helped, uh, walked around, whichever way you want to describe it, including my own, you think, uh, it's a deterrent. Because they... They figure that the otters are very, very clever. They'll they'll figure out a weak point as soon as you close your eyes. Fact. Every time I make a change to our fence, whichever would be be a gate, be an overhang, be an extra electric wire, I can guarantee you within forty eight hours they'd have come have a sniff around it. So you've got to be on your toes twenty four seven. And if you can't, your members need to be educated. To have a walk round, to have a look, to be learn about the signs before it bites you in the arse. End of story. So, in terms of fencing, yes, there's some brilliant fencing companies around. Depends on your back pocket. Um, I work pretty closely with Matt from Embryo, brilliant company. Um, uh, Danny's investment in terms of Embryo has been. Uh, no one else is even bothered to scratch the surface what Embry have done. Great bunch of people. Um, I, I, I can't say anything bad about what they're trying to achieve and what they have achieved, to be fair. Mm. But yeah. if you if you want to do it yourself, there is alternatives to spending. I know Embryo do various packages and various help, but you know if you're if you have no money, if you're on a on, on a on a very tight budget like we are, um, like the Lake I run is, there are alternatives, but you need the right people to help you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. On on the on the topic of you know, people thinking, oh, I've got an otter fence now. I'm, I'm fine. I don't need to worry. I mean, I think it's worth mentioning that otter fence needs regular maintenance and and daily check in. Would you agree, Joss? Hundred um, yeah. percent. I'm, I'm I'm in a very very fortunate position where um, I've I've seen uh, lots of different fencing specs. I've seen some fantastic ones. I've seen some fantastic looking ones, but are absolutely crap. And then you have to turn around to the owner and say you've spent. Um, I won't say who it is, but there was one 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 fishery not too far away from me who'd spent um, £32,000 on this very, very, very impressive mm. defence. Wow. And then you looked at the fundamentals of the gape in the in, in the mesh. You look at the gate's post. You look at the angle of the overhang, um, which I argue the toss is necessary, but that's another story. Um, you don't think it's necessary? Um, I wouldn't say it's... Not necessary. I argue the toss on the angle and whether right. otters aren't natural climbers, although you will challenge me on that because I've sent you a clip. You have, yeah. Which is very interesting because, um, which is one of the reasons I sent you it. Um, I'm in the extremely fortunate position. Again, this is not about me. It's just about the position I've decided to put myself in. Not for any other reason, because the only reason I got involved with otters is to protect my lake. Yeah. What other people do with their lakes, I don't really give a shit about. 
what I'll say is, I'll tell you what I've done and what I've learned. If you want to take that on board, I'll help you all day long. If you want to argue with me, crack on, son. I'm not interested. It's as simple as that. If you want to listen and look at what I've done, what Mark Walsenham's done, what the Angling Trust boys have done, Jake and Richard, um, and what um, and what Dave Webb is trying to help you with, then if you want to listen to that, you will do all right. If you think you're better than that, crack on. Learn. Just 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 crack on. Make your own mistakes. Lose your fish. Mm. No concern of mine whatsoever. If you don't want to listen, fine. Crack on. So, in term in terms of the position of I've sort of put myself in or been presented by by various people. Um, I've I, I've witnessed the same as Dave and same as Mark or some of else. We've witnessed different types of fencing and different types of otters. You will get otters that are extremely brave, which will challenge a challenge. We've had otters that have, admittedly, they are enclosed and they're trying to get out, a bit like I said a little bit earlier, where you've got your family and you're going to rob a bank to feed them. I totally appreciate that. So you've trapped, a, you've got a captive otter and you're now in the position where you're lucky enough to try and think, right, what works and what doesn't work? So your three electric wires, which I had initially, and I remember very, very distinctively, three electric wires, I think, don't quote me on this, but I think it was four inches from the bottom. I'll say eight and 10 or 12 inches running at 6,000 volts. Mm. Typically, got a fence on sword, you know, I'm all right, bugger off. Otter's going to wander up, touch his nose on that. Yeah. He's going to bugger off. I then write an article for Carp Talk. This is what we've done. Terrible. All these fish are lost, but look at the brilliant job we've done. Submitted to the submitted the, the article to it's not funny actually. Submitted the article to uh to to to, to, to uh Carp World and all proud of myself. I'll show the grandchildren that we're a bit older because you know, your granddad's wrote an article, look how good I am, you know, all that crap. Mm. And Steve Broad, top bloke, come back, said, not that article, Joss, it's really not such, you know. I'll put it together, put some of my graphics and some of my photos submitted. I walked down the lake, all proud of myself, thinking I'll, I've saved the lake. Mr. Otter, I am, and I looked at that, the kill platform in inverted commas where this rebed was. And uh, there was a 22, 23-pound mirror dead. And I just knelt on the floor. And I, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I'm not sure I'm saying this. I cried. Yeah. Because I, I, I cried. Yeah. At the same time I knelt down and cried, I just naturally looked over to the uh, to the, to the and we've got, oh, shit, there's a fish. Legged it back to the car park. Legged it, got me, got me by this. Legged it back. Walked over to the um, and I've, and I've, I've wrote about this. Um, walked over to the island, waded across the island, and there was a uh, a fish which has been otted the year before. Um, 
oh, I'm missing. I've got photos. You could quite well could love it. Um, oh, I'm missing fins, missing lips, missing all the rest of it, you know. And uh, it was dead. We, we called it Lucky because it escaped it the year before, you say. So Lucky Fish. And there she was, 27 pound, dead. And I thought, I've let the light down. I've properly, properly let the light down. How, how can I? What can I do next? Them bastard otters. It's a little boy. You know that alien film? You, you, you set babies up and they figure it out. They're no different to squirrels. I'm, 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 I'm blessed where I live. I've, I've got a lovely house and it's got a four and a half acre field which drops down to a 50 acre, whatever it is, reservoir down the bottom of my garden. And there's a walnut tree on my left hand side of my garden. And I've watched these squirrels running across this fence line. I think, you bastards. How am I going to upset you? I don't want to kill them. Don't get me wrong, I'm not going to kill them. How am I going to, how am I going to ruin their, their, their not ruin, how am I going to upset their, their path, what they're doing? How am I going to trick them? Every time we do something, they're on it. They figure it out. They're cleverer than we are. Mm. That's what I like about otters. I've got so much respect for them. And again, I've got shot for this. I've got so much respect for them because when you think about it, angling had a massive period of um, lack of predation because otters were, were, the numbers declined because of various reasons. And the hunting paternity actually said, we ain't getting many otters these days. What's happening here? So you can blame your hunting paternity for flagging up in the first place to say, we ain't getting otters anymore when they were legally hunted. So we had this period of no cormorants, very, very few otters, allegedly, because no one's ever counted them. So carp angler or fishing then decided, hey, impressors, what we'll do is we'll stock all these lakes. So all of a sudden we had an abundance of huge fish and huge stock and predators will only gain access or, or, or grow or or be popularity, not popularity, that's probably the wrong word to use, but predators will only be successful on the prey that's, that's available. Do you know how the otters were tackling the electric fence, Josh? Because I find that fascinating, really. Oh, dear. Well, see, again, they're very, very... Um, no different to carp. You stick a rig on that spot at... Oh, well, I hate this terminology. 12 wraps. I don't even know what a wrap is, to be honest with you. But Yards. Yeah. Is, it yards? Yard. is it yards? Is it yards? Is it yard a wrap? No, no, I'm just saying, tell me in yards. Oh, I don't know what, I don't know what rap is. You don't know what a yard is? Yeah, it's about three foot, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you, I sort of see, I'll see bits and bobs on Facebook and you think, what the freaking hell is a rap? Yeah, I'm, I don't, I'm not into this yet, this rap I can't, thing. It's not, I think you are, aren't you, Pete? I think I would be, mate, if I fished uh, waters that were... <laughs> big waters but I don't so I, I, I tell you what I, I was at Marpesh a few weeks ago I love it dearly over there and um, I fished it for 10-12 years now and some chap had said oh you want to fish your spot at oh, I don't know what it was I'll say 18 yeah, eighteen wraps I'm thinking what the fucking hell's a wrap 
and, and make sure you got it real. You got you got, you got your handles folded in real. So you won't catch anything like. Ah, right, okay. Delete. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, horses for courses. Where were we? Um, in sorry, where were we? <laughs> sorry, I don't know. Like electric fences, wouldn't it? Oh, electric fences. How do they? Okay. So, um, I think that was where I was going with that one. In terms of if you took it, if you turn it on its, uh, flip it over. In terms of uh, fishing analogy, if you keep fishing that spot at 12 wraps or in English, I don't know, where you, where you feel the lead down. Okay, so we'll just do modern day because most people understand what wraps are and I don't. That spot, everybody fishes that spot at 12 wraps. Week in, week in, week in, week in. They'll avoid it like the plague, won't they? So that, so those fish will then think, oh, sod this, I'm having this. So your otter will do pretty much the same. But they will learn and they will educate themselves to figure out how they're going to get around that because they're hungry. There's not, there's not an otter in the world that's going to say, tell you what, I'm going to get up tomorrow morning and I'm going to go and take one of Josh's fish to piss him off. They don't do. They don't think like that. They only feed because they have to feed. Same as me and you do. Yeah. Same as you'd rob a bank for your kids. It's no different. So, I've when I had a fence at three wires, I think it was four. Did I say four eight and twelve inches? What it was, it worked very very well. Six thousand volts worked really really well for possibly, I'll say six or seven months. Mm. Fantastic deterrent. Electric is a deterrent on its own, okay? If you rely on electric, it won't work. You're in a very, very false economy there. We've, we've got, we've trapped an otter in, and again, it's a different scenario. You're trapping something you want to get out, not something you want to get in. So we've had um, an otter that has ran up to an electric fence running at 6,000 volts with a, with a mesh fence behind it, so he can't get out, out. It's ran up, had a bollocking off its nose. Bang! Mm -hmm. Sorry, it's on my microphone. Bang! On its nose. Fucking hell. That's, that's the, someone smacked me in the face there. You know, he's had a whack off 6,000 volts. He's literally ran off and then ran straight up to that fence line again and bit through. And I shit you not, it's bit through seven strand wire of 6,000 volts. <clears throat> wow. The, the only thing that stopped it from going the full way was the mesh on the other side. Mm -hmm. And I've never, ever seen tonight. Now, I don't think in a wild situation, if, if um, an otter was, um, you know, not desperate, I think the fact that it was, it was captive, it was controlled to, to, to a certain degree, it reacted in a very different way to something that's coming into your water but it just shows goes to show you what they're capable of doing six thousand volts seven strand wire in actual fact seven strand wire was from um bloody good wire by the way there's collins fences that's not an advert if you want to um but it's bloody good strong wire bit straight through yeah. incredible isn't it my, my dad's got a, a little a little pond a little mini lake i guess you could call it 
um, <clears throat> which he's he's a he's a trout angler, and he'd stocked it with trout and love trout. He used to, yeah, he used to take the piss out of me for my sort of um, problems with otters, with carp fishing, and he used to have a laugh and a joke with me about it, really, until he stocked his pond with trout, and then all of a sudden we were just finding little like piles of scales on the bank, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. Classic sort of otter behaviour. And um, you see, he put like a little four ring of electric around his pond. And um, see, we never had anything like that, like the um, the wire being eaten through, but we, the fish still went missing and the otters so they could still jump over. How high is that though, Pete? They don't have to bite through it, do they? They, no, can, they no. can jump over that, right? Essentially, yeah. To be honest, it was probably, I don't know, poor. Two, it's probably two foot, wasn't it? Two yeah, foot, I, three foot off the ground. Okay, so if you if you if you think about sorry to bone chaps, but if you think about the length of an otter, I don't know whether you guys have actually been um face to face or close an otter. Yeah, so I if you yeah. if so, so you'll appreciate that the fact that um otters aren't natural jumpers. They're not particularly natural diggers they're not particularly natural um uh, jumpers climbers they don't particularly like doing that but they will I, I i'm shit at jumping i'm shit at climbing but if i had to go and climb at my up the, up the oak tree at the bottom of my field to go and get some food out to feed my kid again i know it's the same old boring energy if i had to climb that that's go and get a bag of food to feed my family i will it's no different to me and you. You would do exactly the same to survive. No different. So whilst you, you, you read about, oh, otters, they'll, they'll, they'll dig down, they'll dig down under your fence and they'll jump 16 feet and they'll climb. Oh, some of the bloody stuff on Facebook. You see a picture of a, an otter up this... Uh, I can't remember who it was. I, I don't even want to think who it was, to be honest with you. I can't remember, but there's an otter up this tree. You know, it's all over Facebook. Oh, look at these horses, they climb trees, they're going to jump into your lake. I ain't being funny, but if you're going to post crap like that, at least post a native one, not a captive, you know, different breed of a different strain of otter. It's just typical crap media, which we find in, uh, you know, politics, COVID, whichever way you want to call it, Brexit, it's the same old crap. What's fa- and it's one of the reasons that I actually, um, it's one of the reasons I fell out of love with carp fishing, because I used to fish um, four, five, six years ago, I used to fish two, three nights a week, religiously, doesn't matter what time of year, I'd do two or three nights, possibly one if it was crap in the winter, but I would fish religiously. And the more I got involved with otter predation, with fisheries, and with 90% of the people who were commenting on on, on, on predation and, and, and the issues around it, the more I hated carp fishing. It wasn't, I'll rephrase that, I didn't hate carp fishing. I hated the people that were confessing to be involved with carp fishing. They were more interested in fishing for likes on Facebook. And if they had a free beanie, you know, it'd be 30 degrees and have this oversized beanie stuck on red and you think, yeah, God, is this, is this really what carp fishing's come about? Because they, they were so focused on, 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 um, on hashtags and, you know, 
How many people nowadays post on social media about, oh, look at this lovely £24, why it's irrelevant, but look at this lovely carp. Um, how many people say, hashtag, I'm a really good angler, or I'm, I found the spot. But no, they do hashtag bait company, hashtag hooks, hashtag this, hashtag that, hashtag. It's just like crying out yes. loud. Yeah, it's a attention whores, isn't it? But this I can't was, deal with it. I can't deal with it anymore. That's this why is sort I... of one of the things with me and Sam with with setting up a podcast. Um, it's it's um we're both sort of um have never been that sort of person. And that was something I was really wary about. Was um, I remember the first sort of couple of episodes we did, and I was a bit like, just I don't even want my name. Like, just call me Pete, mate. And it's not. <laughs> I don't need my name out there. I no, don't. I don't blame it's, you. I like I having a good you. chat, mate. And um, I've sort of I've mellowed out on it a little bit, but I've never been one for capture posts and things like that. And oh, don't, I mean, don't 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 get me wrong, mate. You know, as I said before, when I was um, you know, really really sort of like I don't know about one. I don't know about be a wannabe, but you know, I certainly enjoyed um, catching fish and. You know, that sort of thing. That was actually probably pre pre a lot of the modern day Facebook thing. But you know, maybe it's an age thing now. Where since since I mean, I took I I I dropped out of a very 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 good syndicate where I caught lots of very very big fish, um, in the Nern Valley, loved it a bit, and then I dropped out primarily to take up motorbike racing because I'm I fell in love with bikes and I thought I'm a Tom if I don't do it now I never will do I'll be too old to do it and then when you look back on how carp fishing's become and the issues that affect carp fishing and your YouTube um, wannabes and you know, the experts that are around within carp fishing these days and you think oh god I've fished all my life I've fished for 40 odd years and you're watching Again, you can choose to watch these things, which I choose not to nine times out of ten. But the odd things you do watch, you think, is this really what fishing's about these days? I just don't. I've never joined another syndicate in six years because I can't be done with it. I can't be done with modern day tranche on angling, if that makes sense. Mm. Yes, yeah, that's this fair enough, mate. It's each to their own, isn't it? But it's a shame, really. We, it's a shame, really. But, but we all go. go fishing, and it's each to their own, isn't it? And people yeah. want what they're going to get from it. Yeah, um, yeah. No disrespect to anybody, but you know, again, I haven't found, um, apart from the lake, I, I I run or I help run. I haven't found anybody. I, I, to, to tell you why, it's a lie actually, because Mark Walson's place. Although he's a very good friend of mine. Mark Walson's place, um, uh, Ashmead in the wetlands. Uh, I always remember sitting there with him one 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 day. We were filming actually for Carp Origin, I think it was, about the licence. And he said, you either get it or you don't. If you get it, great. If you don't, don't bother. Mm. And today, I've never found another place ever that I'll get. Raining sort of back into to the otter thing. I think I yeah. may have I may have misheard you. I may have got you wrong, but you're talking about was it was it captive otters? Yep. Did you say that? So sort of for for the listeners, do you want to sort of go into that and what you mean by sort of um so I think me and Sam have got a, a relative understanding of it. But for the guys listening, what do you mean by sort of like a captive a captive otter? 
Okay, so there's um, various um, tranches on um, captive um, breeding programs and rehab. Now, so official terms, there haven't been otter breeding programs for a long time, have there? No, you're not allowed to. It's, mm-hmm. You're not allowed to breed a captive otter. So you will have, you had have, sorry, various organisations that were breeding otters historically, and then they were um, um, almost releasing them willy-nilly. Okay. Um, I'm not going to name certain certain aspects, but most of it was based in Norfolk, so two and two make four if you've got half a brain cell. So if you bring it forward to today, there are... Um, there are rehab centres. Now, I've had many discussions about rehab and rehabilitation and breeding programmes. So if you if you have a non-native species, doesn't matter what it is, doesn't matter if it's a cat, dog or whatever, um, um, you're not allowed to reintroduce that species. Actually, cat and dog's a stupid analogy, but um, if you're talking about... Um, uh, I saw I saw a little post a little while ago about um, a certain strand of otter which was captive and they were um, in zoos and they were um, breeding them and then releasing them to the wild. Absolute crap. You can't do it. You can't do it. So even if you have Eurasian otter in captive, you're not allowed by law to breed them, release them. You are however, allowed to rehabilitate said animal. Mm-hmm. So whether it be a rabbit, a pheasant, a cat, a dog, or a whatever, if if you found um, if you found uh, uh, I wouldn't say a pheasant because most people don't bother about it, they're non-native anyway, but if you found an animal on the solid road and it was in distress, you would probably take that to the uh, local vet or RSPCA and you'd say, can you help this animal out to see if it's all right? It's no different to an otter. Just because anglers don't like otters, you can't throw in the bin. So there is one... Let's get this straight now, because there's loads of crap on Facebook and the rest of it that everybody in the world's rehabbing. Millions of people are rehabbing otters. They're letting them go. They're all running rife. There is one active rehab centre in the country. All of those otters that are rehabilitated, which means a member of the public have found a, um, an orphan otter, be it through flood, be it through car accident, be it through whatever. So you've found an animal, regardless of species, the only place they send those rehab otters are to this centre, okay? Which happens to be owned by the Uko Otters. So if I may give you some stats, mm-hmm. okay? So, averagely... There are four rehabs put back into the wild per annum. So, UK Watch Trust Rehab Centre has been running, I think, I might be, I might, please don't quote me this, but I think it's been for three years. So, if I'm wrong on that, I apologise. So, I think it's been three years. So, averagely per year, there's four otters been rehabbed back 
to where they were found. So if RSPCA Northampton, where I am, send one down to where this rehab centre, which is not far from where you are, they're not going to put them near you. They'll put them back to where they found them. Mm-hmm. Okay? So out of those four per year which are rehabbed, in 2020, there were 14. I'm quite happy for you to put this wherever you want and whoever wants to challenge this on me, you're welcome to it. Okay. It's 14 in 2020 thus far, which have been put into that certain, that, 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 that rehab centre. Okay? Yeah. Six have died. So quite a high percentage of otters actually die in rehab. Okay, so if you think there's 14 of them, there's 600 died, eight have, re- eight have been returned. That's hardly the thousands and thousands of otters, or hundreds, should we say, that you will see certain people on Facebook bullshitting about. Okay, mm. so these are just literally just to paint a picture, these are animals that have been sort of handed in to a rehab center that have been found sort of damaged or wounded or they've been captured and cubs, mo- cubs mostly mostly mm-hmm. are cubs okay and so most of them are cubs so um we spoke the other day didn't we about uh weather conditions which we'll get onto in a little while no doubt um it's it's basically an injured animal if if you drove down the road tomorrow your wife did or my wife did or you know uh, sam sam's wife did and see a see a dog which had been uh, knocked over by a car you wouldn't drive past it fuck it it's cats bollocks to that wouldn't you yeah. You wouldn't do that, would you? No. You'd say, oh, that poor dog. Oh, bloody hell, what am I going to do with that dog? It ain't got a tag on it. What am I going to do with that dog? i tell you what, I'll phone the vet up. The vet will say, oh, I can't take it in front of the RSPCA because I can't be asked for that. So the RSPCA, yeah, we've got some Texas United um, uh, vets which deal with injured dogs. We'll have it. It's no different to otters. Just the fact that anglers don't like otters doesn't mean to say they haven't got the re they haven't got the right to be rehabilitated. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. You know, so I'm, whilst I'm not defending, you know, I'm not because I've been accused of um, oh I'm the oh, what was I'm not going to name him. I'd love to name him, but I won't because I really would like to, but I won't. <laughs> it was on Facebook. I think I told you the day tonight, but I won't name anybody because it'll probably cause a lot of shit. But um, somebody who thinks he's the otter person of the anti-otter, um, anti, anti-otter in the fishing world, um, accused me of being um, a snake within the grass. I'm like, really? If you have actually took the time to learn about otters, if you took the time to learn about otter people, um, I don't agree with everything the otter people say. I've, trust me, I've had rows to my bloody nose with people, lots of people. So the fact that we're like, hang on a minute, this is going to be out of hand. But you've got to understand, I love I love fishing. You love otters. You hate fishing. I don't particularly like otters. We're going to have a row, aren't we? Yeah, for sure. You've, so you've got to meet a middle ground. Say, hang on a minute, mate. Okay, so I'll get your point of view. So please, can you try and get my point of view? And maybe we can get over the emotions and then and then join together to make a common ground. And that works really, really well. 
It works real well. So that's, that's, your, that's your rehab. So you've got, there is no breeding programs in the country. There hasn't been since Philip Ware done it. And there's a massive story beyond Philip Ware about how he'd actually done that. He was warned not to do it. The environment agency How long ago him, was this? Sorry, Josh. Uh, how long oh, ago mate, are we talking here? I'll have to, you, I'm, I'm not, not going to lie. I haven't got dates in front of me, but it was 20 odd years ago. Right, probably, okay. Probably, yeah. I, I it mean, don't, it? It don't, don't quote me on it. If you think about the lifespan of an otter, which is averagely, for an adult, four to six years, if you're lucky, on the six. So they haven't got a very, very good lifespan, okay? So um, if they release... Now, I know... Well, I know. That's a, that's a official figures... Because you, do, I think one of your things on uh, the emo semi was about numbers and whatever. Nobody has ever, ever calculated the numbers when it was deemed as low, mm-hmm. and nobody knows numbers today. They will never know. They will never ever be able to know because um, you can only you can only do this on DNA sprains. Okay. So no one's got the finance to do it. No one's got the time. And to be totally honest with you, who gives a shit? Who cares about army otters in the country apart from anglers? Yeah. So if there's loads and loads of otters, you're not an angry pretend to be like, this is great. Love the otters, go watch them, brilliant, all the rest of it. The only people who'd be flapping are anglers and possibly, you know, some of your... Some, some of your um, some of your RSPB boys, but they wouldn't tell you anyway. That's a different story. Um, but in terms of numbers, no one knows. No one will ever know. And this is one of the massive arguments me and Dave and Mark Walsenham have always said, we need to know who's got this information and everybody's denied it or refuses to talk about it or, or just, oh, it's not many of them. Well, hang on a minute. There is, because I've got some stats I can read out to you, which is very, very interesting. And thank you very much to Dave Webb the other day, because I'm very lucky to be um, involved with Dave, and I can get some great information. So if you think, um, if you put this into perspective, okay, so pre-lockdown, so before March, was it March the 24th, was it? I can't. I can't remember what pre-lockdown was, actually. It was March, wasn't it? Yeah, late late March. I think it was actually, um, I should know this because lockdown day was when my dad's funeral was, so I should know because I couldn't. we couldn't have a funeral person. That's a different story. Um, so pre-lockdown, averagely, so take this as a base average, there was between 35 and 51 road traffic reported deaths of otters. Okay. Okay. So that was average. Now, that average was taken across the 12 months. It was obviously higher in the winter, and it was obviously higher depending on uh, weather and, and all the rest of it. So, okay, so you have to take a, take, take a broader picture of it. They're not rotters running around fucking everywhere every month of the year. So if you mean average, 35 to 51 RTAs per reported month during lockdown so between March 
and was it July? Lockdown finished. Yeah, I run a leisure centre, so we reopened twenty fifth of July. So we're okay. probably looking maybe end of end middle of June, end of June. We we'll call it end okay. of June. So whenever that date end was, so if you say, if you say Mar- mid March or end of March to mid June, mm. there was four RTAs in the whole of that period. Right. So that just goes to show you how many art road road bro kills accounted what, for what's an rta what's an rta oh, I, I shouldn't say rta so road traffic accidents right so deaths otter kills the amount of otters the, the amount of otters that get run over you know a lot of people will say you know oh someone's shot it or poisoned it thrown in the road every single otter that is counted for by, by, by from an R- RTA or road traffic accident or whatever you want to call it, you know, road death or whatever you want to call it. Um, every single otter is then um, sent to Cardiff, Cardiff University, where they do certain tests on to make sure. Because obviously the otter being um, uh, an apex predator, that tells you a lot of what's going on underneath so if it's poisoned or if it's shot or it's whatever they'll find out they'll find out what it is okay do they do they tag otters at all joss um they they historically no yes they do today okay okay so if you think about the the numbers of rehabs which i just gave you so in there's there's um where's my sorry where's my numbers so there's been eight returned back to the ward from where they were gathered or where they were found. So again, I'll repeat, they weren't found in Northampton, dumped in Devon. If they were found in Northampton, they'd be put in Northampton. Um, if you are going to be a smart ass and think, oh, they're not tagged anymore, I'll do what I want to do, um, A, you run a risk of uh, being found out and getting a six-month um, prison sentence and or a £10,000 fine. It's not a warning. I don't give a shit if you get caught. It's not none of our business. You know, if you get caught, crack on to I'm not bothered. I'm just saying what it is, okay? Um, but yes, the the, the ones that are um, now rehabilitated, which means they've been found as a cub, injured, rehabilitated, put back into where they come from, not bred and put back into. So no one is multiplying the population of the otters, which no one knows about, because they don't know what numbers there are at. If that makes sense. They're just doing the same as what they would do for another animal. If it was found injured, they'd rehabilitate it. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense to me. Sorry, sorry to interject. Um, you fell asleep, didn't you? No, no, no. I was letting Pete, <laughs> I was letting Pete ask his questions. I mean, I get, I hundred percent get what you're saying. Just to play devil's advocate in a respectful manner, um, I mean that there's a lot of people, certainly in Devon and Cornwall, that that would complain that there was a lot of, uh, let's say, unofficial <clears throat> otter releases. Um, and this is years gone by. I mean, you know, this this is probably over 10 years ago now. Um, I'm, maybe there's people still complaining of that nowadays. As far as 
unofficial otter release goes i know you can't speak officially but do you feel this is a been an issue b contributed to the otter numbers do you think it's a thing do you think it's all bullshit is it a myth what's your viewpoints on that joss that's uh, a bloody good question again, Mike. You've got me on the op again, haven't I? I wasn't ready for this one. Um, <laughs> Sorry, mate. No, no, no. Don't be. Don't, don't apologise. It's funny because I've got, I've, I've, I've got some. As you well know, mate, I'm, I'm quite privileged to have um, certain numbers and reports in front of me. Some I will say, and some I won't. But yeah. um, um, not for any reason because I won't name areas and everything else. But I will. What I will tell you is, in 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 the very recent, and I mean very recent, um, uh, uh, tense or days, the lowest amount of sightings and reports, and this is for non non angling people, the lowest number of spotting that has been reported. Now again, I will say it for fifty minutes time. This is only the information we get. Okay. The lowest amount of reports we get from sightings, deaths, road traffic evidence are from, hold your breath, Cornwall, Devon, Somerset, Wales, and Kent. Wow. Okay. That was the, the lowest. lowest. That's the lowest. This is the lowest. Okay. okay. Jeez. Now, I will say I don't have numbers attached to those areas. Okay. This oh. is this this is what the lowest numbers have reported. So there might be a lot of other people that don't report, okay? Whether it be an RTA or, sorry, road traffic accident or whatever you want to call it, don't report. So this is only just a snapshot, okay? So the people listening, don't bother me for this. This is official. So the counties that are highest on the reporting side of it, again, reporting, and non-reporting is two very different things. Some might report, some might don't give a shit. Okay. Northamptonshire, Norfolk, Yorkshire are the highest reporting sightings, road traffic accidents, accidents, sorry, or um fish kill um type of reporting evidence. So you've got Northampton, Norfolk, Yorkshire are the highest, the lowest are Cornwall, Devon, Somerset, Wales, and Kent. Kent being the lowest on the on the list. Incredible. To, to let me just interject there. I mean, back, I don't think Cornwall has as much. I'm sure a load of people will be screaming at me now. I don't think Cornwall has as much as a problem with otter predation as it did certainly when I lived back there, maybe 10, 10 odd years ago. Um, but it was definitely a problem. I go back there now. My, my children, uh, who unfortunately I, I don't live with, but I see regularly, they live in Cornwall. I go back there all the time. Out on the moors, there are <laughs> government issue, uh, you know, count. Sorry, I should say council issue signs saying otters um, and and telling traffic to beware that there's otters around. Yeah, uh, so, there was a bit. There was a big campaign about that, but that that was, um, um, if I remember rightly, um, some of the otter groups. And I think I remember having a row with Dad Webb with this. He might correct me. This is wrong. Um, where they were trying to put beware otters yeah. in, in some road form and yeah. and it was argued against and, and the otter boys lost and said, well, you can't put it up. 
Yeah, you can't put it up. It's not. It's not a legal requirement. To slow down for a bloody badger or a bloody fox or a the bloody. Signs are up there, and they're they're council yeah. issue. Um, all all over the moors in Cornwall. Uh, I don't know if you've seen those, Pete. You're a Cornwall boy still. Yeah, I have. And to be honest, I've never really thought about. It. I've seen them, and I've sort of had a little chuckle to myself, coming from a fishing perspective. But you never actually think about it that that's actually council issue, and that's actually my council tax money <laughs> going into that. It's funding. Yeah, those but times. yeah, but you didn't st- you didn't speak the speed limit, did you? <laughs> I've never. <laughs> well, you know, Having said that, though, I've never seen an otter trying to cross the road. Have you not? I have. I, 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 I have. Yeah, oh, last I have year. Nice. Yeah, I saw. I saw. Um, and I, look, I don't want to laugh about this because, as much as I hate the impact that otters make on onto waters, and perhaps totally when I was younger, right. I would have fucking hated them. And they're just an animal doing what an animal does. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I saw an otter. Um, pout across a dual carriageway actually um and and get run over and, and like died right in front of me um, I've, I, yeah you, i mean i'm glad you saw the road traffic accidents whichever way you want to put it i've got them rtas but i might be wrong on that one you know i've uh, i've got a few phone calls over the years oh i think there's not on the a428 yeah. or the a14 and you know, whilst you sort of think, well, I wonder if someone shot that or they're poisoned and just chalks on the road and get mangled up by a car. Should I ignore it? <sighs> yeah, I probably should ignore it. But then should I really have a look to see traction? Should I should I see um, get more data from it? Should I see if there's someone poisoning it? And it's funny, actually, because the otters that are, have been found dead for whatever reason, there are extremely and I mean extremely low numbers of otters that have been interfered with by poisons or shot or very 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 rare very rare mm. you know in actual fact Cardiff University and I'll stand to be corrected again their freezers are almost jam-packed with them where they can't cope with the amount of dead otters at the moment wow, wow. and I'll stand to be correct on that one but the last time I spoke to um uh, Dave on this subject I speak to Dave quite a lot they were struggling struggling to keep up so I mean obviously numbers of otters are increasing but if you think about um, otter biology you know, they can breed at any time of the year they generally have generally it's not it's not set in stone because people tend to hang on you what, what what words people say these days oh they have four a year oh they definitely have four definitely have four just said they have four well mm. actually some more have five and some more have one exactly but yeah. the survival rate of otters cubs are very very low if you have four you'll generally get one that survives and the one that survives generally lasts around or survives around about four to five six years on the outset and the ones the other three are either die very early on or the or the, or the male otter the dog otter will kill it get it off his patch so whilst their numbers are obviously increasing because i've had this i've had this debate a million times you know, there's millions of otters running all over the country well no doubt otters have got um uh, increased in numbers of course they have because we wouldn't see the, we wouldn't see as many they wouldn't be quite as brazen but then you say well you know they've, they've been 
they've been hand-reared and that's why they're so friendly and they're not so worried about it. We're not worried about it because they've got no they've got no enemies, have they? Whereas historically, they would have hunting dogs and they'd be worried about them. You, 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 I've seen otters, I've watched otters. Probably far more than 99% of the people who are uh, 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 probably going to listen to this, no disrespect again. But, you know, I've, I've, I've sat in front of otters on my own lake where he looks at you and think, all right, mate, you're all right, aren't you? And he cracks on. And he'll go and feed in the little roach and stuff and the carp are pushed down one end and you can see him rolling. The otter's not bothered about them. But they look at you like, say, all right, mate. Whereas when they were hunted... And when they were preyed upon, they were skitty, they were wary, they were fed at night when there's not so many people around. And But they've got nothing to fear now. I can walk down the bottom of my field now to this lake, you know, this reservoir down the bottom of the lake, in the right time of the year. Um, I can watch two or three otters feeding most nights. And I can see the, the egrets, they'll, they'll, they'll scatter off shit themselves as the otters feed in the shallows. And the stupid Canadian geese was just say squawking at them, you know, because they ain't got the brain cells, it's got the mouth. And then, but most people, I was, I was talking to someone in the village a little while ago, and I was, God knows I've got this on the subject of otters, but we started talking about them. And, uh, oh, I've been in the village for, for 25 years and I've never seen an otter. I so I can show you one most nights, right time of year. Well, I can't believe there's otters around here. I can watch them most nights. Just, you know, just got to be a bit more aware of your... I guess I'm lucky because I've been doing it for... Well, or lucky or unlucky, whichever way I'm going to put it. But um, they're incredible creatures. They are incredible creatures. The fact they eat carp. If 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 an otter ate everything else but carp, no one would give a shit, would they? If they had chickens. If they had chickens, I ain't being funny... Since I've lived in my house the last three or four years and I've lost 20 bloody chickens to a fox, I'll shoot it. No one would bat an eyelid. If I shot an otter for eating one of my carp, I'd be the worst bloke in the world, wouldn't I? Yeah, exactly. So it's 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 very... I could talk, as you well know, I could talk all night about this because I'm, I'm very, very passionate about my fish. I'm very, very passionate about the history of fishing. I'm not so bothered about your, your your mainstream match angling, YouTube, look at me, I'm a hero fishing. I couldn't give a shit about that. Crack on with it. I'm not interested in it. I'll probably never, ever join another syndicate in my life. I wouldn't miss it. But in terms of the history of fishing and the history of the old carp and, and almost trying to create another history for my lad, your lad, and your lad's lad, and my lad's lad, is more to me now than it probably ever has been. And I think we've, I think the amount of um, um, ignorance around predation and learning to live with it is going to be our own demise. Can I just take you back, so, Joss? Sorry. Of course, um, so you were saying about how otters and... Um, Hey, like observe them, and they—they're not worried that you're there. And people talk about them being sort of like hand reared. Is that not something you buy into? So you hear a no. lot about sort of like private breeders and 
uh, I guess I say sort of like inverted commas, speech marks, sort of like with my fingers, sort of like the do-gooders who sort of like breed them. You hear a lot of that in angling circles. Is that not something you sort of buy into? No, uh, I, you know, I, again, it, I always try and turn this into some sort of analogy. So, um, you have you you you're always going to have a certain element of of of, of, of um, passionate people who um, will go against every grain of the law to to fulfil their um, need or want or passion on you. It's no different to carp angling, you know, where they'll um, steal fish from France and bring him back and, you know, they'll rob fish from one lake to put into another. I, I you know, we all know it goes on. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you can't account for stupid and you can't account for people's idiocy. The same as with anything in life. If you look at the otter people, one of the things I have massive respect for, for Dave Webb and Yuko Ostras is they've got the rehab centre and they are logging everything. They log the amount of food they give them, which they get from a trout farm, actually. So it's, it's, they're not allowed to feed them. They're not allowed to feed their otters live food. It's illegal to give them live food. So they're buying or donate trout from a trout farm. Um, everything is logged where they're released or rehabbed, sorry. So they've had an injured otter. They rehab it for a minimum of, I think it's a minimum of 12 months. Don't quote me, but I think it's 12 months they have them rehab for. And then they are put back into the area they were found in. Okay. So I have great respect for the fact that it's been done and logged correctly. What you will never, ever, ever account for is, oh, I found an otter. So, okay, so I've got a lot of land on my back. I've got, you know, acres of land on the back of my house, okay, which is mine. I find an otter down the reservoir. It's injured. Oh, I'll tell you what. I'll take that on. It's only a puppy. It's only a little one. So I'll rehab it. And then I think, oh, fucking hell, it's going to eat me chickens. It's trying to attack me dog. What am I do with it? I'll tell you what, I'll just chuck it back in the reservoir. That's wrong. The same as your 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 your, your Miss Tiddywinkles or your or your little tiny village um, uh, rehab. It takes in ten chickens and two rabbits and a bloody deer what's broken its leg. Um, scrub out the bloody deer because I'll probably get hung by the deer people now. Um, you've got to give that animal you found a chance to be well and back in the wild regardless of species so you can't account for the people who are doing it wrong does that make sense yeah i get it yeah so in ter in in terms of um illegal um releases there isn't any really illegal releases you don't need a license to rehab an otter mm. you could you could have one tomorrow i could have one tomorrow all your listeners could find one and their kids fall in love with it. And the missus says, you can't do this, you can't do that. You you don't need a license to rehab Notter. But the fact that um, UK Wildstress has said, we'll do it openly, we'll record it openly, we'll put it back and consult the areas it's going back into openly. I'm sorry, I can't knock that. I, I I understand. I I get it completely. Yeah. 
just to just to to kind of swerve off a little bit whilst whilst I can. I mean, you're obviously one of very very few people that are licensed to go to a place that's having an issues with otters and go and capture those otters live, so to to trap those otters. Do you want to talk us through the process of that, Joss? Right from someone has an issue, who do they phone up? All the way to you getting the call to go out and then to trap that otter humanely. You know what? It's one of the subjects that I half wish I never ever got involved with. Um, it's one of the subjects I'm quite proud to be involved with. And that sounds completely erratic, doesn't it? But um so in terms of in terms of um phone calls, we get a lot of phone calls about I've got an otter. Um Obviously, the first question is, you know, how do you know you've got an otter? And I think we covered a bit of uh, what we said before about different signs and people don't realise the different signs. And then you, you you turn to fishery and it's not an otter, it's a mink. And they just think, which is fine, you know, I, I, I don't mind that at all. But so initially, um, you, we get an inquiry either personally, um, I know, you know, a lot of people who contact me, I, I know personally, which I don't mind. The ones I don't know um, generally get in touch with um, UK uh, Wild Trust, or yeah, we've had inquiries from all over the place. To be honest, there's some from the PAG, with some from RSPCA, some from different. So it comes from a myriad of different people. But I think that I think it's, some some of our fault has been not advertising the fact that we are uh, we're out there to help fishers but there's a tranche that because obviously um we can't do because not many of us and now natural england won't train anybody else so it's finished so you cannot be trained to do it to, to, to be an otter trapper anymore that's a different story but so get in touch with me personally um it comes from platforms like yourself. You you may on the back of this, you know, get someone saying, "Oh, I've got a bit, bit of an issue." You know, who do I turn to? So, so people like yourself doing a podcast on this subject is brilliant. Not for me because I'll be a, you know, be a pain in the ass for me to do it. No disrespect again, um, but you'll get hopefully somebody. My my, my primary thing was to put people in the same position as I was where I didn't know anything and I went for a terrible journey to find out what was going on and cost us the, the, the lake, you know, 12, 13, 14 fish which were stopped in the mid-60s. So so this this sort of thing is brilliant. And, I've, you know, the same as the other bits we've done has been fantastic. So primarily Facebook, people like yourselves, um, give us a ring. Far as many questions you like, I think we've got this problem. I think we're that. So once we once we've had contact with said said um, uh, fishery, I'd arrange or one of us would arrange to go and have a look, have a skirt, have a skirt about. So I don't care whatever he said, cup of tea, um, have a look round, see what's going on. If you haven't got a fence, we cannot. Sorry to say, we cannot help you in terms of trapping. One of the things is with the um, with natural England is there is no point trapping an otter, 
moving it 50 yards down the road for it to come back. And if it comes back, you won't trap it again because they're proper clued up. You cannot trap an otter and take it 200 miles away and shove someone else's, you know, your problem someone else. And also, if you move that otter to another area, it's only going to get killed by the local dog otter anyway. So that's the first thing to do. Get in touch with us. Um, um, I can, I can, I, you caught me up again. I, I, I can find some details and you can put it out where you want to. Contact numbers and what have you. Um, get in touch with us and we'll, we'll have hopefully try and advise you. Um, once we've done that, if you're fenced and we think you've got an otter, we will then apply um, for a license on what they call the CL36, which is uh, trapping of a live of a live otter, um, to trap and remove from your fishery. It's as simple as that. If you've got an issue with your fence, we will help you. Hopefully, identify where the otter's come from. Advise you how to shore that, shore your defences, stop happening again. Because um, we again, we see so many different fences and different types and different uh you know perceptions and attitudes on this will work that won't work but we're in a position where we've seen what works and what doesn't work and you know the maintenance of things and not the i've got a fence i'm all right jack everything's all right now because it's not all right does that make sense yeah it makes sense it does. It makes perfect sense. So basically, I mean, to summarize, calling someone like yourself out to come and trap an otter is, it's a bit of a last resort. You have to have a fence in place for that to happen. And it has to be the only option. Am I right in saying that? It's, it's, you know, and I've said this before, and it's one of the reasons why um, I probably fell out with the, I wouldn't say fell out with the PAG, but that's probably the wrong word to use. But we've been criticised once we had the trapping licence. Oh, yeah, you know, it's this that trap trapping an, an otter isn't the answer. Trapping an otter is merely, and I promise you, it's merely an insurance policy. That's all it is. Hmm. So if you have a problematic otter you have now the option of being able to remove it legally. Although there is another option that no one has ever, to my knowledge, might be wrong, has never, ever, ever explored. Okay? So mm-hmm. I would prefer somebody to phone UK Wild Trust, get in contact with me, get in contact with the Angling Trust, um, you know, Jake, I work with quite closely, top, top bloke, Richard, great bloke, you know, uh, Mark Walsham, Dave Webb. We're not there to criticise. We're not there to say, you know, you've done this, you've done that, you can't do that, you can't do that. We've always been completely honest with you. You ain't got a fence, we can't help you, but we can certainly give you the, the, the pointers to say you've got an issue. You need to get a fence. If you cut, if you haven't got a fence, and your landowner has certain barriers, we will help you build a case to to, to say we need a fence because of. Okay, I spent two two 
two two and a half two years building a case to to the to the landowner to say you know we need a fence and he wasn't having any of it and I I went to town with it because I'm wants to get my teeth into something I'm like a bloody dog, um, and eventually I, I you know I I I've won it. Well, that's not the wrong word to use, but so we can help you um, build a case for your landowner or land issues. There's many different reasons why you can't fence. And I feel so desperately, and I've been so open on saying this. I feel desperately sorry for canals. I feel desperately sorry for rivers. I feel desperately sorry for the people who are allowed to fence for various reasons. But you know, you you can only do you can only do so much with what you've got, and at the minute. We've got a trapping option to legally remove an otter, problem otter, from a fence water. Mm. Nobody has ever, to my knowledge, and there is this option to challenge lethal control. There is a lethal control option under Natural England to remove a problematic otter um, by lethal control. How, how would you, and I know I'm putting you on the spot, I'm putting you in a tricky no, situation. No, it's fine, it's fine. How, how would you define that? Because I think if, this is important, right? Because we're, we're at the crux, right? Okay, right. You are allowed to shoot an otter. Okay. On your water or on your premises with a license from Natural England. I don't know how many times... I've, um, it's not a pop at you, by the way, at all. No. I've had that many conversations over the last few years, as Oz, as, as, as probably, you know, Mark, Mark Wilson and Dave has. It's like, instead of barking on about, oh, poor woe is me, you know, me fishy will and eat and blah, blah, blah. Well, apply for a license then. Oh, well, you can't do that. You should go and apply for a license for lethal control of a protected species. How, how many of those licenses get issued per year? Do you know? You know, Nobody, just, no, no, I'm just bringing that on you. No, no. As far as I'm aware to date, no one has ever applied for lethal control of an otter. What? You're joking. Nope. And I've said this on Cart Forum. I've, I've said this on various, various medias. And again, if I'm wrong, I apologize. But to my knowledge, and I've spoke to um, Dave Webb, um, I've spoke to Mark. Um, I spoke to a few people, and I've actually challenged some people to say, "Have you applied for lethal control?" No. Well, why don't you? Instead of instead of having a pop up, you go after us about how oh, shit, you know, the trapping is, and all trapping's just moving the issue on. Well, if your trapping's moving the issue on, so I trap an otter, and legally we trap an otter within the fence line legally, and I'm not breaking the law for anybody. I'm not doing it for anybody. I'm not risking my family or I haven't got a reputation, but you know what I mean. Um, trap a lot, trap an otter, put the other side of the fence, let it go, and um, I'll tell you how to fix your fence, stop it coming back in again, to my best of my knowledge. Okay? Um, so what? So what? So why haven't they um, gone to Natural England and say, um, I'm going to apply for lethal control? That so blows you, my mind. That so all you big now... my fucking mind. So all your big mouths on yeah. Facebook, and they know who they are, and I'm quite happy to be challenged by them big mouths. Instead of gobbing off about legal this and legal that, that's fine. 
That's absolutely fine. Your poor car for being eaten. You've lost this. You've lost that, and all the rest of it. Don't get me wrong. I feel desperately sorry for it. Instead of gobbing off about it, challenge it. If you don't challenge it, how are you going to win it? See, see, I, I can, I can only talk. Obviously, I can only talk from myself, but. I mean, I've I've had several several of my waters affected by otter predation. Um, I went and, and and saw a local MP to try and try and make some headway, all in all in vain. Many many years ago, you know, what, um, MPs are like that. Yeah, <laughs> but I did not. I did not know that um, that no one is applied for that license to 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 go and shoot a otter. I I would have. I mean, I, I would have just told, taken it as golden. Oh, you're not allowed to do that. You'll never get a license to do that. Okay, so uh, so I never you, knew it was an option. If you step back a little bit, yeah, I, I didn't say shoot. Mm, okay, yes, yeah, I said I, I, no. I didn't say shoot, and it's, it's absolutely fine because how do you lethally control anything? There's various ways you can lethally control. Lethal means death at the end of the day. Yeah. How you do that? So what I I I I wouldn't want people to think is like, oh, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll go and um, apply for license, and I'll go and buy myself a shotgun license, and I'll go and blow everything out of the sky. So um, I've got a shotgun license. And believe you me, on more than one occasion, and I've said this today quite a few times when I've seen otters on my own lake, okay, I could have shot an otter and turned it inside out with a swell bore at five yards and it wouldn't have even bothered the otter because it just looked at me. I could have done it loads of times. But if I'd have shot an otter, and I understand why people do it, so don't get me wrong, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm holy in now because I'm not. But if I'd have shot that otter, how would have I learnt how it's got in my lake? And how would have I learnt how to stop it getting in? Because as soon as you shoot an otter, believe you me, it's not going to be that long before you get another one coming. Otters have, um, male otters generally have a 40-kilometer range, generally. Although they have been tracked to have an 80-kilometer range. And they have four, five, six females within his area. Not a bad life, actually, being an otter, is it, to be honest with you? Um, as soon as you remove that section of it, you know, if, if you think you've got numbers one to, one to eight, you've got one, two, three, five, six, seven, eight. Well, there's four missing, isn't there? It ain't going to be long before number four replaces. So you're better off learning to live with the otter that's on your doorstep than removing it and then learning again when another one comes in because they all act differently. Yeah. They've all got their own different, same as we have. I've got different ways of doing things than you have. And it's not right or wrong. It's just the way we're made up, isn't it? You know. So if you've got a resident otter, yes, they're a pain in the ass. Yes, they eat your fish. I understand all that. Do what you can to protect it, and I'll get shot down for, for whatever I say tonight, you know, which is fine. I understand that. Um, but I'd rather learn to live with what's on my doorstep because he'll learn with me, and he'll know I'm pissed off with him, and, he, and he'll know I'm pissed off with him. And he'll know that you know, I'll put that extra wire in, and I'll know he's fucking pissed off with that because I've watched him on camera, and he's got another whack on it. And when I change the angle of the fence, he'll be looking at it. So it's about being 
and I know it takes a lot of time. I appreciate that. And, you know, most anglers who are not running a fishery don't give a shit. All they care about is, oh, I paid 350 quid fish here. I don't charge that, by the way. I paid 350 quid fish there. Why should I do that? We should do that because you should care. It's as simple as that. You know, if you care about your so-called beloved fish or your beloved carp, you'll pull your finger out your ass and contribute and add value to angling as a whole. Yeah. Which is a little bit controversial because, you know. (laughs) Yeah, 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 it is controversial, but I think it needs to be that way. And um, it's freaking easy to to sit back and, and expect these matters to be taken care of for you. I mean, I, I only speak for myself. The older I get, the more I realize I want to give back and the more I want to do for Hello. for not just angling, just the countryside in general. Some of that I've, I mean, how much freaking pleasure have I got from the countryside? It's ridiculous. You know, I, I and I feel uh, I've come to a point, you know, I'm getting a little bit older. Um, I'm not as old as you, Joss, but I'm, I'm getting to the point where <laughs> now I want to give something back. I, I want to, I want to do something positive, you know. And and um, oftentimes it's damned if you do, damned if you don't, isn't it? And it is. I, you no, know, I, there's no perfect solution. I had a, I had a stand-up row with um, uh, one of the non-angling paternities at, at the lake, you know, which I which I dearly love and I have done for. 40 years now, you know, and um, I had a phone call from one of the members saying, oh, this bloke's down there having a right pop at me, you know. I said, leave it, don't have a go with him. I'll, 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 I'll pop down. So I popped down and said, yeah, what, what, what's the problem? I don't call people mate. I said, what's the problem? And he said, oh, you ruined it down here. You put a fence with me, you've absolutely ruined it. You know, I can't walk me dogs. I said, hang on, hang on. He said, if you'd let me explain why we've put a fence up. Oh, I don't care, you know. I said, look, we've got otters down here and, and obviously the fishing supports the, you know, we pay for the rent and we pay for the upkeep. We plant trees and lilies and encourage kingfishes and blah, 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 blah. You know, you know it and I know it, what we add as value, not just about fishing. Yeah. And our uh, lake's got a, got a, got a, a kissing gate at one end and it had, it hasn't now, the style at the other end at the time before we before we figure out the otter could jump over it because I've got our camera. And um, proceeds to have a pop on me. And whilst, you know, someone's having a pop on me and I'm trying to defend what we're doing for the greater good, I don't really feel like the, what's the point in having a, a blazing row and me looking like the dickhead fisherman who sticks hooks in, you know, fish's mouth. So I said, just, just, just bear with me, mate. So I got my phone out. I said, uh, you know, this is, we've got otters. He won't have any of it. So scrolling through my photos, you see the, you see the, my lad, my dogs, motorbikes when I'm on track days and what have you, or, or fish. Got to the otter bit and said, yeah, look at that. He said, and I stumped him because he, he, he wanted to have a proper row with me, you know. And, um, well, well, I didn't realize losses down there. I said, Well, that's what I'm trying to say. We, I don't really want to spend, you know, four grand out of, you know, minus 300, 3,000 pounds of the, of the club's account just to build a fence because I want to build a fence to piss the locals off, you know. Got nothing else better to do myself. And um, so I said, Oh, well, yeah, I understand that. I said, But, and I could see him flapping. 
and he's waving his arms about. And he says, "Well, what about the uh, what about the starlet down the down the end?" He says, "If you disabled, you you, you couldn't get across it." And I, and I just thought, "Hang on a minute, on. that 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 style has been there for." Oh, God knows, 60, 70 years of stars. I said, I'll tell you what, mate, if you can get over that field in a wheelchair and you can't get over that bloody stall, yeah. I said, you need to be the fucking Paralympics, mate. And I just walked away. Because <laughs> you just, you're just battling with dickheads. Who, 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 it's, and it's the same with anglers. You know, they're so... Either side of the fence, I always say it's either side of the fence, you've got the fishermen who, who think they love the environment, so they think they love the carp so much, and they think they love this, and you know, all they really care about is how many likes they get on Facebook. And the same as the otter people, they're no different. I've had blazing rows with otter people, you know, because, oh, well, your fish are diseased anyway. And like, what sort of arguments that? Oh, they're non native. Well, Ain't being funny, Mr. Patel down the road. Um, is mm. is been here since nineteen fucking forty six as a British citizen. Do you class him the same? And they're just, uh, you've got to, there's got to be some point of balance where you think, hang on a minute, you know, I I hate golf. I can't see the sense in whacking a ball and you know falling on and whacking it again. But I appreciate the skill behind it. In a perfect world, Joss, like where do you see that balance? <clears throat> oh, blimey. I don't... That's a, you got me in an op again, didn't you? Um, I don't think there ever will be because I think the way modern car pangs today, it, t- today is all about... It's, I know I'm an old... I don't like to say I'm an old fuck because I'm only 53 in inverted commas. Um, I grew up with angling. I grew up with with catching a minnow to a perch to a to a gudgeon to whatever. And I grew up with angling. Today's carp angling is so false. I mean, you've got people willing to charge two, three, four, five hundred pounds to coach out to cast a PVA bag out. What the fuck's that all about? Sorry, I disagree with it, but each their own. Each their own. Um, if <laughs> And everything's so readily available on Facebook. And even if you don't understand the subject, you've almost got an opinion on it before you even try and understand it. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't think there'll ever be that balance because of the way we are now. I think what'll happen is you'll you'll end up having a car like with a ten foot fence around it. It'll be pay as you go, and you'll pay a premium because it's. Um, uh, Otter proof, um, and I think your traditional fishing. You know, I sound like I'm I'm doom and gloom, but I think your traditional fishing will just disappear unless you can fence it. And I hate fences. I hate fishing by the fence. Detest it. I don't think there will be a balance. You've got certain you've got certain people in the otter world, like Dave Webbs, and he's been slagged off to the hill by certain people. They know they are. You know, they, they hate him with his passion because they've not. They've not took time to understand. They've not time to took, you know, um, they've not took the time to sort of think, hang on a minute, you've got a point, Dave. I don't particularly agree with your point of view, but I'll get it. Does that make sense again? Mm. So I don't think there'll be a balance until people get it. And if you don't get it, 
then you never will. Hmm. Makes sense. I, I tell you what I'd love to do with you, Joss. I'm just wary that, that I mean, we could, we could talk all night for this. I mean, we really could. It, it, it's something that's it's very clear that it's very close to your heart. It's an emotive subject, of course. Unfortunately. Yeah. I'll tell you what, mate. If I got paid for this, I'd be quite a rich man, but I don't. <laughs> Not paid for a word, you would be, yeah. Oh, mate, I'll no, mate. It's, it, it's good. Honestly, it, it's close to our heart as well. Like, we cannot stress that enough. We've, we've, me and Pete have had several waters that have just been totally... I don't. It sounds. It's a horrible word, but raped feels like the most suitable word for it. Which is it makes you feel like crying, mate. I've been. Yeah, there. I've it's, been there. it's horrible, mate. It's horrible, and seeing these. Yeah, we won't go there. But I mean, it's just it's heartbreaking. Um, we could go on all night. There's a few different. Well, there's quite a few different questions. I'd love you to answer, but I feel we're probably better off doing them in 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 a quick. Quick fire format, if you can. Now, I realize these questions are quite prime, so they might take a few sentences. But just some, to make sure that we get all of these things covered, because I think they're important things. Can you just do a little bit of a quick fire for us, and then we can riff on 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 a few other things, and then round things off? How about that? Of course. But before we do that, do you mind if I just pour myself a glass of wine? Go for it, mate. Go on. Give me give me two seconds. I need to take my headphone off. Two seconds. No, no worries. No worries. I'll tell you what, mate, I, I, haven't, I haven't even touched on stocking distances. I haven't even touched on what, what, what effects otter signals picking yeah. up on predation, which is stock levels when you put new stock in. Yeah. Um, it gives up the, the stock um, tends to give off a certain smell through, through stress, um, through stocking. Um, otters pick onto it. We've had, I've had, I've got studies on not conclusive. Don't, don't, please don't think. Pardon me, I think they are, um, where stock densities and new stocking and the amounts of stock in the acreage attracts predators, which is really interesting. There's mm. some there's some brilliant stuff around, um, um, which is going to be massively controversial, going to piss some people off, including the Anglian Trust. Um, you know the standard size mesh for for um, otter predation is. What you're told is 75 mil. Mm. So your standard otter fence, like your otter stop fence and everything else, um, is 75 mil. Now we have got, and the Angling Trust are fucking horrified about this because nobody makes it. That's your, your so you've got a 75 centimetre square, yeah, in your mesh. We've got images and photos and video of otters going through a 75 mil mesh so we've been wow. trying to say double up so you said that cub uh, well they can be juvenile not so much a cub but juvenile to about right. four for about 14 months right. um but where we thought that 75 mil was the standard yeah you'll get away with that that's fine so but i've always done i've always used 50 because it was the option i had at the time, because it was a cheaper mesh, it's a chicken mesh, um, coated, um, not ideal. It's a deterrent, a very good deterrent at best. We've got away with it, and I've had a lot of problems with some fucking wood quickly um, mm. for five years now. Um, it wants replacing a lot, um, but again, there's a there's a 
hundred acre reservoir fairly close to me, which I think which I think's feeding the otters. Um, it's not they they come to us because we're a corner shop sort of thing. You're on board time, aren't you? So because I'm there every day, because I've got cameras every day, because I've got electric, because I've got mesh, because I've got this, because I'm on it every day. And if I'm not on it, one of the members are on it. So I'm, I like to think, <clears throat> and I, I say this very carefully, I'm one step ahead of them because I watch them 24-7. Mm. Mm. So 50 mil, we haven't had one single otter get through a 50 mil. 50 mil mesh. So even if you've had a 75 mil fence from your normal standard, no disrespect again, I'll keep saying this, um, and I'll bore you to death with that word, because um, we all thought 75 mil was the standard, double it up, just cross it over. So your 70 mil, 75 mil becomes 37 and a half, whatever, whatever the sums are on that one. Um, double it up, because they'll get through it. They'll get the and and we 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 actually said to um um Anglin Trust like you know we've because we've been you know doing some studies on fences and stuff I think we need to reevaluate it and put out some material about it and it was um shall we say slightly frowned upon um scaring like, well we're not scaring we're just learning there's a big difference between you know, scaring the shit out of somebody because you think, then hang on a minute, lads, we've found out something a bit different because, you know, people, people, animals, predators, they evolve, don't they? Mm. They learn. So we ain't touched on that bit yet. <laughs> no, shit, there's so much we should touch on. That's the problem. No, there's, there's almost too much. There, there, there is, there is. There's a hell of a lot. There's a hell of a lot. But the, but the other issue, Sam. Sorry. Um, Go on. You, 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 you can. We can talk about one subject today, and then, you know, two, three, four years later, or it, it, it they change. You, have you ever seen that program where they have, um, uh, like a, like a almost a tightrope? with different boxes and sections with different rewards in them where the squirrels figure out to get them in. No. If you look at squirrels and how they, it's almost like a, it's like a tightrope. And it, and, and uh, at the end, from A to B, there's, there's 10 different obstacles, be it boxes and doors they have to undo to get to the next section. It's a little bit like a computer platform game. But the end reward is you got 50, 50 walnuts or whatever they're located. And they'll learn how to get there. And the only way they can get there is to go from A to B to C to D to whatever to get their reward. And they will figure out otters are no different. Absolutely no different if they're desperate enough and i said it a million times before if your kids are starving you'll rob a bank and you'll fucking shoot that security guard on the way there won't you yeah exactly that's what you do every that's day the... this this is yeah this is the thing it, it's i mean as on one hand as much as i fucking hate otters and what they've done like i look at that video you sent me of that otter climbing i mean it's don't incredible, bad fucking news 
that they can climb like that, that's bad news. But if you look at it through unbiased eyes, that's just a just a freaking pretty cool animal, actually. Do you know what I'll I mean? Tell you what, mate. It's fucking hard, isn't it? I've what I've watched otters now for I don't know six six seven years, I guess now, and that otter there is a is is a captive um, otter. It will never ever get released. And to be fair, it was um, it's called Boris actually. And because um, he's a little bastard, and um, he's a little bastard, but you got to admire him. He's one of them. He's called Boris, and he was he's trapped in. If you look at that, um, if you look at that video closely, you look at the mesh, and you see how that's crossed over. It's, it's double layered. Yeah. If you look at it again, you'll see because that bastard was going to smash through the first layer without a shadow of a doubt. So he'd then figured out that um, I'm going to have this fence. Now, we had the angle um, set at your standard angle, okay, which I can't remember what the angle is off the top of my head, and I'm going to crucify myself first because I can't remember. But you know your standard angle, which you'll your auto stop and your embryo use and all the rest of it. Um, they're on them brackets, aren't they? Mm-hmm. The more aggressive angle you have makes it harder for it to get over. If you look at your standard angle and the length of a dog otter or a normal fully sized otter, it just makes it quite easy for them. If you if you get yours almost at almost at a right angle, it's it it increases the the um the how do I word this? So it's bat legs, okay. So it's bat legs will 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 clamp on to the to the fence. The front legs will go over the top of the overhang, and the shallow of the angle, it makes it easier because it's the length of the body. If that makes sense? Mm, yeah. If yeah. it's if it's at forty five, it makes it very hard for its bat legs, its front legs, to get to project itself over. So we done a study as well. I can't remember who'd done this with one waffling shit now. Um, there was some, there was some one company on about bringing some rollers. Um, they're on a line. They're almost like, um, uh, um, smooth, um, hair brushes. It was on a single line and then the otter would come up to it and they'd slip off. They're mm. like rotating. I can't remember who made them. I wish I'd done some. I wish I'd done some stats on that. But um, but if your if your otter takes a running jump and hits its stomach past its sternum, or so, sorry, it hits its body past its sternum, then rollers rotate forward and project the otter forwards. Yeah. Rather than rolling back, and you think, oh, good. Fucking, yeah. I ain't having. I, I, I ain't having them. <laughs> I think- I'm not having them. I'll tell you something else that's like out out of the box. Um, I used to be a member of a club and I, I helped them install these things. We used to call them pingers. Now, they were used for seals on um, salmon farms. They're basically these little like egg-shaped, not really egg-shaped, but like oval things that, yeah. that emitted a signal in the water. Are you familiar with those? I mean, any any weight in that? Well, we've done, we do, um, I say we, I don't mean we, I mean, you can just do some stuff on um, high frequency, um, don't work. Um, 
we've done stuff with um there was a there was a, some myth around about uh lion lion dung um scaring us about yeah our club did that as well actually they don't yeah. give a shit they don't care about it don't give a shit that's the right, wrong, right word to use don't care yeah. um well, why why would an otter be worried about lion shit if they've never met a lion and they don't know what lion is and why would they be scared about it? Yeah, because they've never been predated by it. So that's bollocks. Um, uh, high frequency noises works with seals to a, to a point. Allegedly, I don't know enough about it, so I can't really say. Um, doesn't make a scrap of difference to otters, particularly. They'll, they might get slightly irritated about it. Um, it's a bit like a crow scare. You can. You put a crow scare in your field, it worked for a few days, and after a little while, they'll go, huh, That's all right, isn't it? Sam's more Sam's electric fence, and I'm, uh, you know, I'm it's association that it's okay. Association with danger. You stick, you stick a, you stick a, um, a chod rig out and say it's bot for three weeks, you probably get what you probably get a take after four. Sam, Sam described it described it before as bro science didn't you because i mean these 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 pingers are all well and good because they're sort of like a seal deterrent but that actual frequency that they're set at has never been tested with an otter is it um again i'd love to give you some i really should have uh, probably asked a bit more about this but um uh, there's been various studies I don't even think they're studies, to be fair, but I stand to be corrected, as I always do. Um, you know, people confess to like high frequency, this and that. You know, it works for. There's your answer, and everyone else, um, and I, and it doesn't work. And I think that's one of the things what we've always said, as you know, UK wildlife trust fisher advisors. Nothing's a given. Fence is deterrent. Um, if I had my ideal world, my lake would be um, surrounded by a 12-foot fence with turrets and machine guns on the end of it. And even that wouldn't be 100%. Because they adapt, don't they? Yeah. yeah. You're not going st- you, to... What, what I'm trying to say is you, there's certain things you can do to... To, to benefit the fishery. There's certain things you can do that weigh in your favour, but please don't put a fence and think, I'm all right, Jack, because it won't work. You, 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 you're, you're almost, you're setting yourself up for a big, you know, a big fall and a big heartache, and and you've got to be, you got to try your hardest to be a step ahead, because uh, they'll learn as, they're like a bloody... I don't want to say this, but I'm going to... They're like a bloody criminal, aren't they? You get an internet criminal, they'll figure out how to hack your account. So we're always trying to be one step ahead of them. So you've got to learn with them. You know, almost... Almost, you know, your best mate... I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be best mate with a, with, with a car thief. At least I know mine will be all right, because I know his mm. way around it. Mm. I know that sounds really dramatic and everything else, but... You know, I mean, Mark Walsham said to me a little while ago, well, a couple of years ago, he said um, the lake next to him gets battered by otters, but his lake, which is Ashmead, which is phenomenal, as you all know, and I'm sure you're very, very familiar with the water and the, and the type of um, fish Mark's got in there, um, he's never had any issues. He hasn't got, he hasn't got a 20-foot fence with a 
aggressive overhang and 50,000 volts and fucking people with machine guns and underground this and, you know what I mean? All this, all this stuff we're being told is just an effective... It's an effective deterrent which you've got to stay on top of. Can I ask a question, Joss? Of course you can, mate. So this... Like we, everything we hear of otters is is UK based, um, and it is a big problem with with carp fishing in the UK. Uh, it's a it's a huge problem. Um, but do we, or do you in particular, hear of hear of these issues on the continent? Is it a big problem over there? It's funny because um, I'm very very good friends with the owners of um, Marpesh and Labyrinth, or fish with for. I don't know, 12, 13, 14 years, and um, they've never had an issue. But since then, I've, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say quite friendly, but I know quite a few people in France who've got uh, various lakes. And it's it's very localised as far as I'm aware. So you'll hear, um, you'll hear certain, certain areas will say, yeah, it's a massive issue. Um, and you'll see, or you'll hear that, no, no issues there. But the French, the French are very, very, very. Um, they love the guns, don't they? Sure, anything what moves, and I think that's probably. And I'm only, I'm only guessing on this one. I think the French, if there's an issue, they'll just deal with it themselves. And I don't think they have a lot of repercussions from someone sneaking over the fence like you would in England. Okay. So I think I think whilst they have issues over there I don't think it's without being political we all know what England's like you've only got to you've only got to say something out of turn haven't you these days and you're hung on Facebook for every word you say but a lot of um, people will claim that's from sort of European rule a lot of the, the Brexiteers do you know what I mean they'll be sort of like you get out of get out of Europe and we'll lose a lot of that PC um, um yeah, I doubt that very much personally. Um, I, you know, I think England is, UK is what it is, and I don't think if we come out, you know, if if, if Brexit if Brexit happens, which I'm, which we'll see, um, I don't think it will make a scrap of difference to the um, protected species uh, list. I don't think it will devalue their. Um, their status, I think otters especially will be UK number one favourite animal. Um, and it's quite interesting when you, when you, you know, I speak to loads and loads of people um, mainly about this and more to the point, the people who, the late, well, what, what I run is in a, it's, uh, Ben, you know, you know again, Sam, sorry, if, if you, Sam, Pete, if you ever want to come down, just come down. Just come and have a guesty. Um, and you'll see why I fell in love with the lake and you'll see why I got so passionately involved with predation. Um, please, if you want to come down, let me know. You're more than welcome. And you'll get it. A bit like Dave Webb. Didn't get it. Muddy farmer's pond, full of carp. All you're doing is for money. Come and have a look. I'll challenge you. And I'll challenge you not to fall in love with it. Um, so the offer's there. Um the non-angling people you tend to speak to, you sort of say, 
you know, you, you put your case crossbow fishing and everybody's like, oh, it's a bit cruel, isn't it, you know? And then you sort of start talking. Then you have to, you, you've got a platform then to speak to people, say, well, it's not just about fishing, it's about, you know, these fish are obviously, they're quite happy. Um, obviously, catching them doesn't, it is stressful, but it's not too stressful. They grow year on year. I've got, I've got, graphs and i've got projections and you know so the new stock we've had from various fisheries and front fish we bought some fish from um, um and we've calculated how they've progressed and and i try to engage with those non-fishermen and say fishing ain't bad we had so much to it otters i've kept the otters out we've got we've got Kingfisher's back. We've got the swans back. We've got the coots back. Pain in the ass. I agree, but they're back. We've got nesting. We've got nesting um, um, uh, uh, grebes every year. We've got nesting ducks every year. And we're going back to sorry, going back right to where signs is like, where's the wildlife gone? When there's an otter there, where has the wildlife gone? I remember inviting the landowner down and he was arguing the top of me about, um, about you know, there's an otter, there's not. And I'm like, I said to him, said, uh, I won't name him, I said, where are the ducks gone? And he said, oh, yeah. Where are the coots gone? When was the last time you saw a kingfisher here? Where are the swans gone? The first, the first two versions of the fences we put up worked for a shorter period of time, much to my uh, uh, disappointment and my mistake, because, um, again, I was learning. Swans returned. We had a couple of swans on the island there, no asthma at all. Colonel comes down, lives on top of the hill. Yeah, he said, oh, Joss, he said, oh, she said that, 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 that swan's been on his nest for rather a long time. I said, yeah, it's, it's quite funny, isn't it? I said, I don't know what's caught up there, you know, I'll leave, leave her alone, you know. Three or four weeks later, female was dead. I hadn't even noticed. Ridiculous, how the hell I missed it. Bloody otter had been on there, killed the friggin' swan, ate half its eggs, and the, the, the male was going spastic, chasing everything around the pond. But we've kept the otter out, and all of a sudden... Public come down, not the public, the locals, shall we say, come and walk around. And then, you know, we were the worst people in the world when we put a fence up. We were, we were the, we were the scourge of the countryside. We were. But all of a sudden now, oh, it's beautiful down here. The kingfish are back, the swans are back. So we're more than angling. We're more than catching a fish. It's the added value which I think today's society of Facebook and hashtagging and I have to be associated with this bait or this bloody hook or this bloody beanie or oh, I'm a YouTube star and all this hashtag crap. Nothing adds value in my book, which I find quite sad to be fair. I couldn't agree more, mate. I could not agree more. Joss, for, for the sake of time. Sorry, I do talk a no, lot. No, that's you sorry. do, mate. Honestly, it's, it's all valid and I don't want to seem like it's not. No, no, no. I appreciate it, mate. Everything that you said is uh, is very valid. It's true, mate. And it's a lot of people wouldn't say that and a lot of people wouldn't speak up. Um, so it's a real refreshing change to hear you say that. And I Thank value you. it very much. And I Thank genuinely you. mean that as well. No, I appreciate um, it. I, 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 you know, I know I talk a lot. And 
I, it's because I'm passionate and I believe in angling and I believe in working mm. with people. I believe in saving what I, I had as a youngster so I can give to my 10 year old, 12 year old. That's what we need to keep alive. That passion, you know, that, that needs to be passed down somehow. I don't know how I don't have the answers. I, I don't, I have no interest in, in your, I had to say it's been your fucking Greg Ellis bullshit about, you know, his, his, you know, his antics way. I have no interest in, you know, oh, I've got 55 fucking bins in my cupboard and they're all from poacher base, main line, whatever shit you can collect. I have no interest in all the bollocks about, um, you know, self gratification about. How many people have caught a forty-pound car? Be it in England or France, every twat in the world's caught one, have not they? I ain't being rude, but every bloke in the world's caught thirty, forty-pound car. It's like so fucking what? What about what we're trying to preserve for my kids? Never mind the car. What about them baby tench I found in my lake? What about them kingfishers? Without the input. We won't have nothing but a fence fishery like fucking Drayton, where you, where you're sitting there on a bagging waggler to catch three hundred pound in twenty minutes. Fuck's sake, is that what fishing's gone through? Exactly. Maybe I got, maybe I got it wrong, mate. I don't know. No, I don't think you have. I don't think you have, mate. But I mean, <sighs> I'm all for freedom of speech and and saying whatever the fuck. And this is definitely not a censored podcast our listeners will know that um do you know what i struggle with now right and i'm not pooping anything that you've said you're absolutely bang on and, and we're very similar in our viewpoint but do you know what i'm more aware of now as i get a bit older and, and i know you're the same joss is different like people go fishing for different reasons and i think you should be fishing for these fucking proper old carp and it should be low stock and it should be done like x y and z but i realized that i can't i can't force that on everyone and that's that's what i want to do and that's what totally i like agree. doing but whatever just go and catch some fish and if you have a love a genuine love for angling we're on the same team, you know, and it's it's totally what wants to do, you know. I, you know, it's it's one thing that makes me laugh. You look through Facebook and you, you know, you look through the the old school keep it real bollocks. You know, there isn't any old school bollocks, and if and and if and if you look at the old school stuff, it's coming to its end, and you know, it's what we do as anglers to make sure the next things. You know, not you, you know, for, for next thing for your kids is, is, is the next old school, isn't it? So, you know, one of the things, like I said a bit earlier, is like when when you look at when you're dragging the weed out, this 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 little you know silty old estate lake, which is three and a half, four foot deep, and you think, God, it's it's bloody more hard work than it's worth. You know, no one's getting paid for it. It's all it's all done for love. And then all of a sudden you think, God, I've got some baby tench. I've I found, drag some weed out, and you think, I found half a dozen three, four-inch tench. We haven't seen these for six, seven, eight years. And that's more exciting to me than a 30-pound car. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's, that's what that's what I find more interesting. And yeah, we've we've got we've got a fish in our lake called Charlie's. God knows how it's called. I don't even ask me, so I don't even know. And it and it's it's around about thirty nine, I think thirty eight this year actually. But it's done thirty nine before. And um, seven years ago, six years ago, they all took the piss out of me because I said. I'll get some thirties in there soon. I'll tell you what, if we sort the internals here and we seal text and we do this and we do that, I'll, I can get this grow. We need to get some new fish in. So we bought some from, as I say, from VS Fishery, from Mark. I know Mark quite well down there. Um, front fish have been unbelievably good. I think they're down your way, aren't they, front fish boys? Um, Who? Vip, front, what, vip, front fish? Huh? So, so Viv, 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 she is, Viv, Viv, I've had some fish from Viv. Um, we had some from um, uh, Front Fish. I think that's down there. Actually, down there, Mark in um, Taunton Way. Oh, that's more. Um, I'm in. I'm in the Cotswolds now. Mate. Oh, sorry, you're Cotswolds. That's right. Yeah, sorry, yeah. yeah I thought you're small Pete's Way, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and because we'd lost, we <laughs> we lost. Uh, is it twelve or thirteen? Was it fourteen? I have to make do the numbers on it. Fourteen fish. Out of 30 fish, by the way, 34 fish actually were otted. And they were, so the original stock was uh, 34 fish we had and we lost over the period of two and a quarter years. So that would be, yeah, it was two and a quarter years. We'd lost 14 carp. So we lost half of our stock almost um, through otters. And I've got every one of them documented on my laptop so i've got every bloody one of them so i know exactly what's going on so we had to replace because the fish were originally there they weren't old and they were too old to reproduce to get some stock out so we had to obviously buy, buy some in which is great addition to, to 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 what we've got um and now the lake is um i think we're up to 31 fish now um and it does 30, 39, we've got three of the 30s to 34, 32. They're not going to break your records. You know, I don't want them to. I don't want them to be, ooh, there's a 50 in so-and-so lake. I don't want a 50 in there. I'm not interested in it. Couldn't give a shit about 50. I've caught 50s before. I'm not interested. Every mug can catch a bloody, poxy bloody 50-pound gum thing that we're here on Facebook. I want, I want some tension, I want some cruisings, I want the nice carp. I want a bit of history, I want to give some of back. Whereas carp fishing doesn't give anything back, in my my opinion, these days. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong, right. I don't know. I think you're right. It, by and large, you're right, for sure. There's Sadly. that There's upset. Um, there's, uh, I've had too many drinks. <laughs> there's exceptions <laughs> to the rules, is what I'm trying to say. Of course, yeah. Of but course, uh, yeah. you're by and large right, mate. Yeah, I'm feeling it. Yeah. Joss, quick fire, quickish fire. Go for it, mate. I'll shut up. I'll shut up now. Can you do it? Can, can you manage a quick fire? I can. First one What do we all need to know as anglers about otters and otter predation? Good God. Mm. What do we need to know? Be aware. Be aware. Look. Look a little bit more than your body's indicator. Look mm. for change. Look for changes. Mm. Um, um, there is some very, very interesting fact sheet I will give you 
yeah. um, which you're more than happy to use in whatever media you want, which will break things down for you rather than me waffling loads of shit. Be aware, but just look at more than your bloody rod, rod your bite indicator on your phone. If you look outside of your poxy Facebook or your poxy Instagram, which is great to a point, but when you're fishing, turn your bloody phone off. Mm. Go and enjoy. Go and notice something different. Go and look at the reed bed. There was a gap there. What was that gap there? Has someone been baiting up? Has someone been... Actually, that doesn't look like... Bait. That looks like someone's been sliding and out. Why has that been sliding out? Well, the coots don't do that. It's too big. For, it's too small for a swan. So what's caused that? So think, just think a little bit more than just yeah. fishing. Be aware and be ahead of the curve, right? Yeah, just just yeah. try and look outside the box. Mm. Mm. And I'm happy to post up pictures of slides, pictures of this, pictures of that. I'm more than happy to share any information I've got. And I'm no damn well... UK Water Trust will do exactly the same. If you want some help to identify, just ask us. Just mm. ask. I'm more than happy to help. Mm. Brexit. Might there be any changes in how we treat otters and or the spread of otters within the UK? Uh, that's quite simple. No. No change whatsoever. No change. I Nothing think, to worry about. And I don't about worry. Um, I've done a, quite a bit of investigation since we last spoke. Um, I think the government's got far, far, far too much to uh, think or worry or deal about in a current uh, COVID situation. Um, minus the COVID bit, I think otters are um, holier than thou, should we say. And yeah. I've said that more than once. Yeah. Openly. Okay. So no, I don't think it will change. Uh, if it if, if if I find anything out in a different in in, in the time span, um, I'll let you know. But at the minute, no. Okay. Okay, chap. Thank you. Um, roadkill. <clears throat> you said before that um, actually this was on a phone call. You're talking about roadkill. You said that the stats of roadkill aligns with certain weather change. Yes. What weather seems to increase roadkill, and why does that happen? Okay, I'll try and keep this as short and simple as I possibly can, but um, flood is the main thing. So um, I've watched um, weather patterns uh, from a flood perspective or from uh, um, a very cold, freezing perspective. So, again, based on experience, my lake freezes over, the reservoir adjacent to it doesn't. Um, you tend to find that um, otters act differently. So my lake's frozen. They've got no choice to go elsewhere. Heavy, heavy, heavy floods. Um, most of otter halts are river, river based. Uh, that's that's where most of them are. So. If you think, if you think within the box, um, soon as your house gets flooded, what are you going to do? You're going to run, run up here, aren't you? You're going to keep keep out of the way. So river floods, you're going to go to a lake adjacently. So um, if you if you know 
I've said this loads of lake owners. If you know full well, there's some really bad, like we just had actually, which is like quite a few, um, I don't know about your, your neck of the woods, but certainly up here in Northamptonshire, it's been quite bad. Don't don't ignore it. Just you know it's coming. Check 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 fence. Check everything's right because you know when it's flooded, if they've got young ones they're in a halt, if they don't move, they're going to drown. Mm. So they're going to move. <clears throat> it's simple. If your house is going to flood, you'd fucking move quickly, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. It's it's no different. Otters are no different to us. If you're in danger, you're going to move away from it. So look at the weather. If you know there's a shitload of uh, floods coming and you're upstream, you know for well in a day or so time downstream, you're going to be in trouble. So the water level is going to rise. Your fence might be shorted out. It might be compromised. It might be breached. It might be whatever. Just be aware of what you can watch weather patterns and you can watch road kills and you can watch um, uh, sightings based on weather. More so this time of year, leading over the winter into the spring. Mm. That's a simple version, by the way. No, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Next question Is the decline of other species, both um, fish and bird, or mammal, even, uh, is the decline of other species making things tough for otters, thus pushing them into fisheries? I had a very, very, very long conversation the other day with Dave Webb about this because he's more qualified than I am. And the simple answer is no. They're an apex predator. <laughs> and if you, if you um, deplete one food source, they will switch to another. Simple as that. Mm. So no. So in terms of your otter, um, uh, uh, diet and everything else, they would switch between seasons as well as species. And in fact, if you do a proper DNA analysis on otter sprains, you can almost nail down what species they've been eating. Mm. Very costly, but you can almost nail down what they've been eating. So, if um, yeah, I I, I, I noticed the, the you know the kingfisher nest on on on, on my lake was uh, uh, smashed up by the smashed up. That's, that's, that's dramatic. Um, they may have moved on because they were scared, but I I use the smashed up word because it's carpy and it's dramatic, isn't it? You know, um, they went. Um, all the coots went, all the ducks went, all the geese went, which is not a bad thing, to be fair. But um, they, they, um, they'll, they'll, same as us, mate. And I use this loads of times. They will exploit, and man is very, very good at exploiting their environment. Um, and to the point where man will take the piss out of it. Um, otters will exploit their area but they won't exploit it to deplete it enough mm-hmm. not to regenerate you see you see one of the most one of the most interesting things is and i mentioned this a little bit earlier is stocking you see anglers and fishery owners commercially no disrespect again they lose something they put it back they lose something they put a few more back 
but there comes to a point at what at what stage are we now putting too much in thinking you're gonna gonna get too much back out again but you're not adding any value does that make sense so we keep we keep throwing things back in the back in the pond oh it's all right we'll put 10 in 10 you know no one will get eaten so we'll put another 10 in next year well I will get in we'll put another 10 in because we keep needing that we need 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 so at what point you got to turn around and think hang on a minute what 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 damage are we causing and if we put too much in a predator will only be as successful as its prey so all your stockfish so if i had a pond nothing in it and i throw in i don't know just say we've thrown 500 10 pounders right all of a sudden it's full up with food, isn't it? It's an abundance of food. I know where more fridge is because I've just been to more fridge and grabbed a beer out of it. And if I move my fridge, or that fridge is empty, I'm going like, oh shit, where am I going now? You keep filling that fridge up. I'll keep going back. It ain't rocket science. Absolutely. Absolutely, I couldn't agree more. I could, I could expand on that, but just in the interest of moving it forward, yeah, I'll no, I'll agree. Next question: um, Modern lakes. Do you feel that they are impinging on the otters' natural habitat, thus causing the otters some issues, and maybe that's affecting us? No, not at all. No, keep digging those lakes. That that's the that's the um, that's the probably the most uh, uh, simple answer I've, I've ever given you. No, the more lakes we dig, the more lakes we dig. Um, but you could argue toss. The more lakes you dig, the more food we put in, the more we're feeding the otters, the more predators we're gonna have. Yeah, yeah, okay. Otters, okay. any predator will only be as successful as its prey. Yeah. Take the prey, take the prey away. You won't have any predators. Simple. Mm. Mm. Next one. What has been the general trajectory of otter numbers in the UK? I mean, over I, the last, I mean, I don't know, I don't know how many years. Twenty years. I mean, since they started becoming a real issue, what, what are the numbers done? Nobody knows. Mm. I've done some. So I've done myself and Dave. I've had so many. Uh, conversations between um, uh, Natural England, um, your otter people, inverted commas, um, your, um, your 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 powered people in, in in wildlife. Okay, so if I'm trying to make it as simple as possible, we can. Nobody knew twenty years ago how many where they were. All they noticed there was a decline in hunting numbers. Nobody's done a study of how many there are now. Nobody done a study how many there are then. It's impossible to count how many otters there are in the country without massive, and I'm not talking I'm not talking 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70,000 pounds. I'm talking hundreds and hundreds of thousands of pounds to figure out from a DNA analysis on sprints, time, efforts, lab tests, and everything else. You will never, ever, ever know 
So they guesstimate, and this guesstimation number has been banded around for, well, as long as I've been involved with otters, or you know, predation, should we say. Um, they guesstimated, this is natural England's figures, and uh, I stand to be corrected, was around about 15,000 in the UK alone. But that figure has been the same since I was involved from six, seven, eight years ago to this day. So there was 16,000 six years, seven years, eight years ago, and they were still quite the same today. Nobody knows. Mm-hmm. Which is quite scary, from my point. And, yeah. and, 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 and that, yeah, UK, UK Waltrus is exactly the same. They said, how can you base all these um, theories and um, uh, analogies if you don't know numbers? Mm. Nobody knows. Did you say, so, sorry, that was the UK Wild Otter Trust just said that as well? Yeah, I mean, UK... So, UK Ultras Bay said, like, you know, who knows numbers? They've, they've, you know, we, we, we have been we have been banging on about numbers for months and months and months and actually years. So when we get challenged about some things, well, where's the numbers? How can you base certain analogies without numbers? Everybody outside the fishing fraternity skirt around certain things. Like, well, give me some numbers then. When you, when you speak to the guys from the UK Wild Otter Trust, what do they make of those numbers? I'm being a little bit controversial, I guess, but uh, not at all. No, um, uh, <clears throat> you could ask Dave Webb, exactly the same. He's the head of Wild Otter Trust, as um, as I'm just as involved. Um, he'll, he'll argue the toss with otter people the same as I will with fishing people. Um, it's bullshit. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. How many otters? You know when they all bang on about, oh, the otters were the nearly wiped out. How do you know that then? Well, well, because they they sort of like got a bit rare, didn't they? How do you know that then? Well, because the hunting paternity told us. Okay, so the hunting people who are horrible, nasty, you know, people. They were telling you there's not so many to hunt. So now you're saying that they're wiped out. Yeah, I'll tell you what it was. Eh? It was um, it was all the pesticides. Okay, so that's fine. So um, your pesticides, which obviously you can trace, can't you? So you can you can do a trace through um, through th- through uh, testing, can't you? But nobody knew numbers. That was the whole thing. Nobody knows. How many there were, how many depleted to, and how many they've got to stay. All we know is legally, what, well, not even legally, what was actually named as we released Philip Ware, um, I can't, they released 120 something otters from Norfolk. What's been recorded since then? Nothing. What's been recorded? How many's been killed? Only what UK Water has been tracking, what I've just said to you now. So nobody knows. Mm. I, wish I, you, I wish I could give you some numbers, but I can't because nobody knows. No, no. That <clears throat> is what it is, isn't it? It's true. Unfortunately. Yeah. Last one. Do you foresee any future otter releases, either from official bodies 
or body or non-official sources? Okay, so if you're talking, are you talking releases or rehabs? Releases. So what uh, do you uh, both. Okay, so if you're talking about captive breeding programs, nil. Mm -hmm. If you're talking about rehabs, as in you've, your missus has found one down the road and it's got a broken leg. Yeah. That's not, not adding. That's not adding to the wild. I mean, that that otter was already in the wild, though, wasn't it? You know. Yep. So, if you're talking about, um, uh, again, if you're talking about releases, that's a very loose term. Um, if you talk about rehabs, I can only work on the figures I've got in front of me here, which is um, fourteen so far this year. Six have died. Eight have been returned. In terms of illegal, as in I've found one in my back garden, fuck it, I won't, sorry. Um, I've found one in my back garden, I won't tell anybody, I'll stick it in one of my stables and I'll feed it a few carp because he'll piss the next door anger off. I can't answer. Because you're always going to get somebody who's got a lake up the road on Nicky's fish and I'll stick it in that lake because I might make a few more quid. I can't answer that one. Legally, and I'll say legally, in terms of rehabs, everything the UK Wild Otter Trust will do in terms of rehab rehabilitation, is a big word, rehabs will be documented, logged, and informed. Does that make sense? Does that answer your question? It makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. It, it, there's a lot of, I mean, something I've got, there's a lot of grey area, isn't there? Massive. It's it's freaking hard to get <laughs> some hard figures down, which presumably would then lead it upon to, well, we don't have hard figures. We can't take, not hard action, but we can't take, we can't have definitive lines because there is no hard figures. Is, is that right or not? It, 100%. It's, the, it's exactly the same as what we were saying. If you, I was trying to, when people... I know you're not arguing with me at all, um, but I always try and turn when someone attacks the otter rehab figures, blah, blah, blah thing, I always say, okay, that's fine. I totally understand where you're coming from. But can you really tell me there's a lake in, oh, I live in Northampton, so I'll say it. There's a lake in Northampton, but all of a sudden, there's a lake in Cambridge here which has got a few more fish in it which looks exactly the same from Northampton. Has someone moved them or has some, have you bought some? You know, how many people um, buy, buy carp off of anybody? You know, I've bought 50 carp off of XY fisheries. Is that, is that tracked? Is it locked? Is it, is it accounted for? No. <clears throat> And yet, and yet, and yet, carp aren't a native species in, in inverted commas. So, when you think about it, you know, why, why, why are people going to the effort to say, right, this otter's been found in Northamptonshire, its mother was run over by a, by a lorry, uh, Josh Fortner found it, I haven't, by the way, and um, it's a young one, so I've given it to the RSPCA, and the RSPCA I've given to the Eco World Trust, and um, 
they've rehabbed it and it's been released back in Joss's field. What makes more sense? The stocking of 50 carp I don't have to tell anybody about, apart from our members because I want a few more quit. Or the rehab of a native species which I've found down the road. What makes more sense to you? That's fucking. You see where I'm going from, though. See, yeah, see, I do. I hundred percent do. See, see, there's no control in carp fishing. You get a sea fast license. I go and buy four hundred fish. I throw them in a fucking acre. Sorry, I throw them in an acre pond. No one bats an eyelid. That's fine. But if you think about it in a bigger picture. I'll go and boil those fish, throw them in an acre pond. No one bats an eyelid. I'll make a load of money out of it. I'll feed the predation because mm. I've just filled the fridge up. Mm. I'll save an otter because I found it at the bottom of my road. I haven't, by the way. And all of a sudden, I'm a pest of angling. Ooh, ooh, dear. Just fauna, he's saving otter. He's, he's awful, he is. Hang on a minute. I've saved one otter, but I've just bought 500 carp. What are you on about? So again, it's about working with people. It's about understanding perception. Yeah, yeah. perception. It's about you know, you know. I could talk, as you well know, I could talk for hours and hours and hours. Subject. I am not anti otter, but I bloody hate the damn things because what they yeah. do. Yeah, I'm not anti carping. Or anti-carp, but I bloody hate the carp fraternity because they're thick as shit because mm. they can't see past their nose because they're more interested in the next uh, uh, sponsor or the next hashtag. That's what divides me between the two. So what I tend to do is I'd like to say, well, I get your, I get your side and I get your side. So I don't like either of them, but I know I've got to work with both of you. Mm. And that's where I'll sit, which is typically on the fence, which I shouldn't say. <laughs> yeah, no pun intended. Yeah, it makes sense. And it's a lot of these things, there's, there's no perfect, perfect thought process. No. You know, it's, it, it, it's how do you look at it? What lens do you look at it through? Um, I think all we can take from this is, is you know, as anglers and as fishery owners and people passionate about our stock you know hopefully we've we've learned we've learned some things from this podcast to to help us protect our stock and our and our and our history and and our and our future um i think that's really really important joss just just to to round up the podcast is there anything you want to leave us with is there anything you feel that that should be said before we sign off uh, I think the main thing is, I'm sorry I waffle too much, but it's a, it's a subject I'm ridiculously passionate about for the right reasons, not because yeah. I yeah. want to get a free beanie from, you know, I could, I could have said to you a while ago, like, yeah, I'll do your podcast, give me a free T-shirt and I'll haul myself out, actually. Mm. You know, I'm not interested. I'm not interested in people. I'm not interested in people's self-gain. Um, I'm interested in uh, adding value. I'm interested in the bigger picture. Um, I'm interested in people's views, even if I agree with them or not. And I'd like to thank you guys for the opportunity. Um, 
And if you need anything from me, be it on paper, because obviously won't talk too much then. Um, I'm always here to help if I can. Yeah. I, I appreciate it, Joss. I, I know you had some offers from some from big from a big tackle company uh, who, who runs a podcast. I know you had an offer from them. I appreciate you coming on ours. I really, really do. Uh, it's it's been a pleasure to meet you. And no, for the okay. for the listeners that don't know, me and Joss used to <laughs> we were sparring partners back on the day on on the old cart forum. <laughs> we, we debated many a topic back in the day. And uh, that's how we first came into contact with each other. That was probably somewhere between ten and fifteen years ago. It's funny, it? that, that was funny, mate, because it was yeah. funny. I was I was saying the, I was saying a bit earlier. I said uh, how being you sort of met, and I said, well, we didn't really. We just talked. Just you, you'd say some old time, and we talk about yeah. which is generally about bullshit bait. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And now I think of. I'd like to think of um, backed off. Well, like I said to you a bit earlier, I said I won't talk about bait anymore because mm. you know it's bait, bait, and they car people ask you sweet corn, so they leave target us. They leave your, your they leave the next future, future bullshit bait, which I'm not interested in. But yeah. if people if people believe in in what they believe in, I'd like to think they believe in their bait because they believe in the product, not because they're going to get a free beanie. Um, or a free T-shirt. That's yeah. what I. That's what I. You know, all your consultant, not yours, but the consultants. They will say they've got a wonder product because they get it cheaper because mm. they think they're something special. But really, your bait consultants make me laugh because they know fuck all, and you can put that on there. They know nothing about bait. The fact they get it two pence cheaper than your main man. So until you understand about what carp need, carp want, um, uh, and want and need is a very, very different thing, um, time of year, metabolism, solubles, fats, but I could waffle on all shit all day about this, but I'm not going to. Um, don't come and ask me questions about bait because you want a free T-shirt. That's not really my game. Too long in the tooth, mate, for that one. Can't agree more. <laughs> yeah joss it's been a it's been an absolute pleasure thank you thank so you. much for the time no, thank you um thank you for the insights look i mean I, I one last question actually i know i know i kind of said we were done how can the listeners you know there, there's going to be thousands of thousands of people listening to this is there any way that people can support this cause <sighs> Well, that would depend. That would really depend on the cause you believe in. Mm. So, um, if you if you're interested in adding value, um, I'll drop you some links. Um, if you're interested in um, catching the biggest carp in the world and sticking a, uh, 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 I want a sponsorship. Don't even bother asking me. If you're interested in um, fencing specs and legality. I'll give you some links um, and I'll help you out and I'll help you. It's quite interesting because the koi, the koi keepers, they're now getting batter barters, which is quite interesting as a subject. Um, yes, there is, there is, there is some stuff I can help you out with. Um, I don't give out my personal um, phone numbers apart from people I know closely, but in terms of uh, your first put of call is UK Water Trust Um there's you, you can get older them easy enough. Again, I'll I'll send you some stuff. But if if I may, I'll I'll give you some information about yeah. 
you know, further stuff and details and, and, and signs and stuff rather than me waffing Absolutely, on forevermore. Yeah. But yeah, I'm more than happy to well, Fantastic. Fantastic. Thank you, Joss. Uh, Thank I you. Mean, you know, if I can help as as someone who runs a podcast, or if I can help as as a as a friend of yours, I, I really no, want to get you. involved. It's it's something. Listen, we all need to we all need to pull together for our sport. And the older I get, I said it earlier, like a broken record I am. But the older I get, the more I realise I've got to give back, man. We've we've got to all contribute together and make everything better for the future, totally for now and the future. You know, that's the the fucking totally thing. Yeah. Yeah. Joss, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, Appreciate your time. And yeah, much love. Good night to everyone. Mm